Blog Talk Radio. Seventy-five. 
and then it's going to be at 68. Bivol already put it out there that he wants it at 168, and he wants to kind of not like he's going to call the shots per se, but you know, there's there's stuff that he's saying like, hey man, I'm not going to do it. You know, I've already gotten the win. I'm not going to do it if if I uh, if I don't get my way or whatever. We'll see if that holds up. Like I said, it could be Canelo's side just like saying we wanted it there and then doing it or going to 175 knowing he's not going to get that much shit for losing the Bivol again. And then he could still come back to 68, you know, with some big fights and most of the belt's still there, um, or at least the lineal status. I don't know. Well, we'll see. You know, we'll see what the WBC with Benavidez and some of the other belts. But, yeah, I mean, he definitely didn't look as looked that good in the last two fights. Take the stylistic fight against Bivol out of it. Forget just the weight, but just in general. I don't think that was really a good way to kind of tell if that was the case. Um, like, you know, that he's been that he's a little washed or whatever. Or You know, I definitely don't think he's washed. Even that word washed just is funny to describe. Canelo at this point, he's definitely not washed. But yeah, yeah whether it's his outside partying, catching up with it, um, not 100% focused in training camp. His body didn't look like dynamite, per se, considering it was at 168. Or, like I said, the guy's had a lot of fights, dude, you know? He hasn't fallen off the cliff or anything like that. Like I said, he's not washed. But um, it will be interesting to see what he does uh, with the, you know, I'm not going to call it the twilight of his career just yet, but... I think we've entered that frame, but, you know, we all want to see him against Benavidez. That's obvious, right? Most of us, anyway. Um, I don't I don't really, you know, it is what it is. Like, if he fights Bivol next, I can't sit there and be like, oh, you know, I can't do the, uh, the Mikey Garcia, Lomachenko-Spence thing where people were like, oh, he ducked Loma to go fight Spence. Now, I know that's an extra weight class in there, but that shit's so stupid, dude. A much more difficult fight at it because we've already seen it in the ring stylistically don't get me wrong Benavidez work rate and some of the, his jab some of the things he brings he can be a little plotting though um some of the thing he you know Benavidez brings into the ring is gonna be tough right but we already saw what Bibble's style can do and slow him down so um yeah I don't know I mean you're just not gonna get me to say He's ducking Benavidez if he fights Bibble. Now, if he were to fight somebody else next, not Bibble and not Benavidez, well, then I'd be like, well, what the hell's going on now? You know, this is kind of weird. You know, or let's say he fought Bibble and then fought Berlanga next. Well, that would be bullshit. Why would you fight Berlanga next after that? But we got to wait and see. Now, there is, there is some room in there uh, that you could kind of – make the argument that he's going to fight Benavides or Charlo next, you know, who, who knows, who really knows. But like I said, I don't think this was a bad fight for him. If he's fighting Bivol or Benavides next, because then it's like, ah, who cares? You know, can fight. Yeah. It was past his due point. As far as people wanting to see it, Golovkin hadn't looked good in a while. And another thing about Canelo, we're talking about styles and we're talking about him losing a step. The way he fights now is a little different. It just is. He's a lot more choosy with his punches. He's never had 
throughout his career anyway. There was times when he was younger when he had a higher work rate, but he's never had a, uh, you know, a major super high output, you know, in the last, say, five to seven years anyway, you know, punch that uh, per round and per fight and whatnot. So some of it may just be him. What would be an example? Okay, so Jermel Charlo, and by the way, you know, Charlo called out Canelo. Some people are jumping on him. You know, I think it's just kind of the run of the mill talking shit. I mean, if the opportunity was there and, you know, it's a big fight, he'd probably take it. But, you know, I don't. You got people out there saying he should be stripped because he's saying he wants a fight with Canelo, but they're now calling him out for, well, are you injured? Are you lying? And it's just kind of weird, dude. To me, it just looked like run of the mill shit. But anyway. Canelo, like Jermel Charlo, kind of got lost in his power of late. You know, if you look at Kelly Smith, if you look at BJ, BJ Saunders, if you look at Caleb Plant and some of these other fights that he's fought in, Yuldrum and whatever, in this fight, he, he, he hasn't been worried about setting up his punches as much. He hasn't thrown as many uh, three-punch combos. Like, how many times did we see a three-to-five-punch combo, and of course, not through you know, every time he throws punches, but when he's got a guy on the rope, you know, on the ropes or when he's got a guy hurt, like he did more than one time in this fight, you know, that, I don't know. I mean, some of it, his, his style is he's trying to get to the body. He's trying to land one big punch. And that's what kind of maybe think Jermel Charlo, because, you know, he used to be on the outside using his boxing skills, boxing on the outside, using his defense, his jab. And a lot of people favored Jermel, because Jamal was, yeah, he got a jab and everything, but he was trying to knock you out in most of his fights at the time. So, whereas Mel, all of a sudden, sometimes he gets picky with his shots, and he ends up losing rounds based off that. So, I think it's a combination for Canelo, but I do think, you know, he has lost a step. Um, I just don't know if he can, you know, if, if how far of us he hasn't fallen off the edge. You know what I mean? Um, so we're going to talk all about that um, just in general. I did get plenty of messages because I chose not to go with this pay-per-view. You know, when there's three in about a month time, I've done this in the past too. It's funny when when I I didn't boycott anything. I didn't say nobody should. You know, if you boycott something, you're out there saying nobody should buy this fight. You know, I didn't, I wasn't saying that I was giving you my personal opinion on it. And I said, if this happened or that happened or that happened, then I'd watch the fight live, but I didn't steal the fight. I didn't, I didn't live stream, steal it. Um, you can go to daily motion. You can go to all the best fights. Uh, some of the undercard fights in the main event is just sitting right there. That's not illegal to watch it on that stuff because daily motion and YouTube and those, all the best fights. Those are like the number one places where they go. So obviously, they had to, you know, the people, the powers that be that put on the fight are not freaking out over it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we just got one with Gervonta and uh, Ryan Garcia. Two weeks later, we get another one. And then two weeks later, we get another one. So that's three in about a month's time. So yeah. I'm only getting two out of three. I'm getting the Haney Lomachenko for sure. But, yeah, I didn't think I really made a big mistake on this one either. I mean, there was fights like last year. Um, there's a couple I didn't order. Uh, I mean, most of those really second-rate 
um, Don King ones or whatever. The, uh, like the Thurman Barrios didn't have an interest in uh, purchasing that paper. You know, watch the stuff later, like I used to back in the day at times, you know, when you could find it or just whatever. So did get a lot of messages there. It is funny, though. And, of course, I'm dealing – I'm talking about Canelo, you know, but there's certain fights like uh, the Birdo, uh, Mayweather-Birdo. Um, there's certain fights that I just didn't purchase or someone already purchased them, so I watched it there, you know, that type of thing. Because I did mention that if someone called me and said, hey, I, I bought it, let's watch it or watch it late night, you know, because I've been in the bar industry for a while, so I do watch fights late at night. Uh, with some folks or sometimes just me matters what's going on but yeah i definitely got it went down in the dm no surprise there um it's not me being a canelo hater at all if you heard the intro here i wasn't up there saying he's washed or he's ducking benefides uh if you go and fight bibble whether it's 68 or 75 i can't sit there and call him a duck that's fucking stupid we will preview a little bit you know from the weekend the two main events eh, you know Janabek and Butler and Roley and uh, Barroso don't do a whole lot for me. I'm just hoping for some good action, if we're being honest. Now, the main event, nah, but the co-features, you know, the, the Kenneth Sims, uh, Akhmadiev and uh, Astrolabio and Maloney, those are close, you know, closely matched competitive fights on paper. We'll go over some of the spreads and whatnot later, but, you know, I like those fights. You know, I, I really like those fights. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get into that stuff. Um, some interesting topics as far as news. Well, Errol Spence had an interview with his, what, is that his wife or his girlfriend? I think it's his wife, fiance. I don't know, to be honest with you. I think it's his wife. I'm not sure. But anyway, she did an interview with them. We'll talk about some of those quotes, but we're not, we don't like to spend much time on that fight anymore. Um, Tyson Fury talking about uh, a Zhang fight. There was talks about it, I should say, for Tyson Fury. Uh, rumors, just like there was Andy Ruiz. I, I don't know, you know, on, off, it's everything anyway. But Matchroom recently signed Regis Progre, which is a really good signing for them, especially if. They do have Richardson uh, Hitchens. They have um, uh, Catterall. They have some guys, but if they were, they, it sounds like they're trying to uh, sign Sabril Matias. Now, that would be an interesting fight. That would be a really – they also signed uh, a prospect, a Cuban prospect, Andy Cruz, recently. We'll talk a little bit about that signing. Um, some people have actually watched his fight. Some people have just watched clips. I could tell <laughs> because they, they got this guy being like a top five pound for pound fighter in a year. You know? um, and I'm not saying he can't have a successful career in the pros. I'm definitely not saying that, but it's not just this open and shut case. Let's put it that way. But yeah, that would be big. The way it's funny though. And this is just classic Regis program. And I really like him as a fighter. I like his fighting style. I think he's got, uh, the fundamentals, I think he does some stuff offensively really well, but he's got power. He's trying to, you know, he's trying to fight you. You know, it's a really interesting fighting style, in my opinion. Um, but the business stuff has been kind of all over the place with him, let's be honest. 
uh, because there's this video of Chris Mannix asking him who he wants to fight, and he names Ryan Garcia. Well, that could be doable now that he's there, but he names Gervonta Davis and, you know, Taylor, and, and, and I don't know. It's kind of interesting there. Like, well, wait a sec. You just named a bunch of guys that aren't on Matchroom. At least, like I said, Ryan Garcia's there. Um, I don't know. I mean, he, he – I'll say this. The way he puts it, Regis, I was actually wrong. I thought the money would be a little bit more per fight. Um, the way he described it, that it was actually more lucrative, lucrative for the top-ranked deal. But the way he describes it also is like he feels like there's a big fight there that would make up for that. I don't know. The way he described it was kind of funky. Um, he thinks Josh Taylor uh, might move to 47. Um, remember not long ago, Tiafimo Lopez said this is probably his last fight on ESPN, blah, 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 blah. I've heard from multiple sources that that's not true now, that you know Bob Arum, the way he says it, um, recently uh, the ringside reporter, Joe Beep, said, or, you know, had Arum, an interview with Arum, and, you know, he said what I've heard prior to that too that no you know he, he he's he's under contract but we'll see you know obviously we'll see there i think they could have cleared i think regis could have gotten some clarity there though if that was the big sticking point um josh taylor to 47 ramirez doesn't want the fight although it would be in different conditions if he you know it'd be under it'd be a different negotiation whether jose ramirez wants that fight or not The argument you could say there is he did say he only has one fight and then he's a free agent. So you could, if that, and I didn't hear the other, I didn't hear the other side saying no, maybe I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's cool. But I don't know. I was a little surprised. Um, But like I said, the Matias thing, that would be a great fight, you know? Uh, But yeah, he was talking about, I want the big fights. Um, And then I want to, take over the division. It's like, well, wait a second. You know, he said he's got a three-fight deal. The thing about the Sabril Matias fight, the way he describes that is funky, too, because he's like, I got this fight coming up, which I'm glad. It's a three-fight deal, right? He said within, like, 10 or 11 months it'll be done, so at least within a year. But I do like how he's fighting next month, so that'll be on the way right away, more than likely. Hopefully he doesn't get injured. More than likely he'll win, I assume, anyway. But the way he described it is like, well, I'll have this fight, then I'll have another fight, then I'd fight Matias, then I'd be a free agent. You know, it's like, well, I mean, is DAZN going to be cool with that? Is Matchroom, if Matchroom gets Matias and they sign him to a multi-fight deal, are they going to want to wait two fights to get it and then you're under free agency? It just, I don't know, man. I just, I hope the best for him. I do like him as a fighter. Uh, like I said, that pro-gray Matias fight would be an absolute banger. It's one of the best style. It You could probably make the argument it's the best stylistic fight at the fucking weight class. I mean, don't get me wrong. Taylor, the way he can fight on the inside would be really interesting. He's got to get by, you know, past Diafimo, but I don't know. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit more. I kind of just did. <laughs> There's also this narrative of like a shitty summer. I've heard, like, oh, this summer sucks. It's a shitty summer. Um, or, like, a showcase summer. I saw that hashtag starting to go around. I got a little rebuttal to that one. 
We also have Gervonta. He did get sentenced. Um, a variety of things that we'll talk about here on the Rope Dope Radio podcast. If this is your first time um, listening to the um, Rope Dope Radio podcast, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Rope Dope Radio. However, you don't have to go to Blog Talk and Rope Dope and download the show there. You can find uh, the Rope Dope Radio brand on the Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, uh, Player FM. Google Podcast, Player FM, or I already said that, TuneIn, um, Spricker, Stitcher, whole host of other places. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegruelingtruth.com, Built Boxing and Eastside Boxing. And one more thing, get your TV together without the hassle of cable. Stream the best entertainment in sports, starting with 75 live channels. Save $120 over the first year when you get any package and buy the direct TV streaming device. No annual contracts. No hidden fees, plus learn how to get premium channels included for the first three months with qualifying packages. Sign up today, Direct TV Stream. Okay, so the NBA basketball playoffs are about to start. I got a show on that, too, just so you know. Not today or not tonight, but I already did it on Monday. Check that out. Um it's about to kick off, obviously, a much bigger game later tonight uh, as far as big names, right, is is huge. Lakers and, and Golden State, can they close it out? Whatever. Uh, what is it, Miami and New York tonight? Uh, I would like to see New York win uh, this game to push it uh, further. I mean, I'm all about as many, you know, seven-game series as possible. Um, so, yeah. So, we'll, we'll get into the actual fight, um, you know, with Canelo and whatnot, um, I don't know, man. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'll talk about the other stuff in just a, in a short little bit as far as the pay-per-view and whatnot. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, um, God, it's just funny. Anyway, <clears throat> um you know, Canelo, like the first round, I mean, some of these rounds were slow. Some of them were a little bit more action-packed. Um, Canelo landed a nice right hand. I did see the right hand in play more, you know, for this fight. A few decent lands along with the jab. Canelo won that round. The second and third round I thought were closer. Um, Ryder was moving on the outside more than I thought he would be. Um, Ryder did land some really nice left uppercuts. Canelo was, you know, jabbing mostly and uh, landing his right hands, you know. Overall, a, a pretty slow, you know, round there in my opinion. Um, Canelo came with some, you know, early pressure and, and started landing some heavier shots in the third round. But it was a close round. He already saw some nose bleeding happening, uh, you know, out of Ryder. But he did land like the second half, second half of that round. He landed like an uppercuts and some nice hooks. So the second and third round, could you have given some of those rounds or both of them? I don't know about both of them, but I think you could at least give one um, to him there. And I'm talking about Ryder, of course. Um, and then maybe what was the other round? The ten, the tenth round. That was a two-way round. I think you could have given that to Ryder. But, um, you know, Ryder would have this little 
like in the fourth round, he had this minor success uh, in the last minute or so. Um, but another thing missing when we were talking about Canelo in the way he fights more and more now is his head movement. He's looking to land that big punch, um, not setting up shots as much. He did have a pretty good job, job jab in this, you know, fight. Um, but I don't know. It's like his power shots, some of them landed really clean, really hard, right? I just mentioned the third rounds where he landed a couple of heavy ones and throughout, you know, obviously the fifth round, he scored a knockdown. Uh, midway, it was like a one-two straight, you know, really nice straight right hand, dropped him. He kind of fell onto the ropes. Um, and Canelo threw the, the lead right hand a lot. Nice little bolo, kind of bolo-ish right uppercut as well to make a 10-8 round. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Ryder, you know, little quick combos on the move. He pivoted a little bit, little right hooks. Some of them were more cuffing-type shots. Um, I mean, even through, like, late seventh round, it was 81-41 to 41 for power punches in favor of Canelo. You know, we did start to see the left hook to the body more. Um, but, yeah, I mean – Canelo also wasn't able to counter as accurately. Now, some of that had to do with how Ryder was fighting. He was on the move somewhat. But, um, you know, I didn't think he countered all that well. Um, There was a right hand that looked like a knockdown, I think, in the eighth with a few seconds left, but it was ruled ruled like a trip slip type thing. Um, I don't know. Not all of well, of course, not all your big shots or punches you throw are going to you know, land clean or whatever, but it just didn't seem like Canelo had the same zip, maybe that's how you say it, on his punches throughout the fight. The 10th round, like I said, was very two-way. I think that's a, a right around. I gave it to him. Um, and, yeah, I think there was times where Canelo looked a little tired, but that's, that's he takes rounds off. That's not a big deal. He maybe just didn't look as explosive. I would say that that's a fair um, critique. Um, other than that, though, he didn't really lose many rounds. Um, so I can't really dog him or something like that. But, yeah, he didn't look – he does look like he, he, he's lost a step. Like I said, I think that in the formula – how he fights now compared to how he used to shit, even how he fought. uh, And maybe the way he fought in the second fight against Golovkin, where he started pushing him back. Remember he was on the move a whole lot, whether he's on the ropes or trying to spin out of the ropes in that first fight. Whereas the second one, somewhere in there, he started pushing. And some of it is the competition, right? Where he's like, I don't have much to worry about. I'm going to fuck this dude up. But I do think he's getting a little picky and choosy with his shots. I don't think it's all that he's lost. Like I don't, like I said earlier, I don't think he's completely washed or anything like that. But he's lost a step. And damn, I mean, the dude has a lot of fights. I don't think people. I mean, everyone knows. You know, people know he's had over sixty fights. He's now fifty-nine, two and two. Um, you know, that's a lot of damn fights, dude. I mean, he started a long time ago. Dude, started in like, what was it, 2005 or 2006, something like that. So he's been at it for a while. Um, we will go in to talk about the Steve Spark 
uh, Gabriel Galaza fight, um, which I, I thought that was, I thought he got screwed on the scorecards, um, sparked, but we'll get into that a little bit and some other, you know, action. And like I said, we'll look to this weekend where both main events don't do much for me on ESPN and Showtime, but I do find some interesting fights on the undercard. Maloney, uh, Astro Labio, will that be an upset? We'll see. And then Akhmadov against Sims Jr. I really like that fight. That's an interesting fight. Um, and then, like I said, we'll get into the other stuff about Regis Progray uh, and Sabriel Matias and, and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, like I said, overall, I thought Canelo put on – I wouldn't even call it like a workman-type performance. I guess I would probably say – if anybody had a workman, like, it's probably Ryder, you know. Now, people have pointed out that Ryder, especially from the U.K. fans, shouts out to the U.K., that he's been getting too much credit just for going the distance. Um, I don't like to jump on stuff like that because a lot of people didn't think that this would go the distance, right? So it is, I do give him credit for that. Um like I said, though, I didn't see too many where he was up against the ropes hurt and Canelo followed up with three or five punches in a row that landed anyway. I didn't see too many of that, so I think that plays into it. Um, and, you know, it's just different levels. You know, if you're going to fight an A-level fighter, a top-level fighter, one of the best pound-for-pound pound guys in the world like Canelo, and you go the distance when most people didn't think it would go, then you're going to get more credit, you know? Um, here's an example. If you look at the overall punches landed and just in the second half of the fight, especially, I think Mikey Garcia took more damage against Errol Spence, but you know, Mikey got the, Oh, you were just there to, to make it the distance. He didn't get all that love that Ryder had, but don't get me wrong. I get it. You know, speaking of pound for pound. A lot of people have Mikey on their pound for pound. In fact, <laughs> so you go back and see, shit, even my guy Sugar Ray Leonard picked Mikey Garcia over Spence because he'd outbox him. And remember the first half of that fight, you could see Spence was trying to outbox Mikey. Then he started to really bring the punishment and go to the body and everything like that. And I know Mikey gets shit for it, big fight or whatever, so that that was part of it. But um in, you know, in a stadium much like this one. But I don't know. Like, honestly, I think he took more punishment, Garcia, than, than – and I'm not trying to say Ryder didn't take punishment. That dude's got so, so a lot of heart. But it's funny which fighters get the credit for that. Um, and it's different than in the U.K. It's different than in Japan or other places than it is here in America, you know. It is – you, you're just you're just more critical now. Maybe some of that um, betting stuff. People, a lot of people bet on Canelo knockout. Maybe they were pissed off here over here, you know. Um, but yeah, Ryder showed a ton of heart. You know, his nose was messed up. It was kind of funny to see him. Not funny, but when he's saying, "Yeah, I think he's past it," but then he's all fucked up, you know. So it's like, well, I mean, but yeah, I do think I don't think Canelo's past his prime, like. He's on the major downslide, but I think he did peak. I think he peaked. Know if he can get back to that spot. And outside the ring partying, 
can catch up with you. Just because you're, you know, such a well-known fighter and every a lot of people like you, um, and they like him doing his little one-liners and get the fuck out of here and, you know, you just want the money and uh, some of the funny shit in the recent years. Um, and I was born ready when he said that at the Mayweather way. He does have a funny personality, and I'm glad he's getting to show it more, but I don't know. I, I just I think Ryder's got a lot of heart for making this the whole the whole way. But like I said, I didn't see these crazy flurries by Canelo um, when Ryder was hurt. I just didn't see him. I'm not saying he didn't try to do some of that. Uh, like I said, I thought he threw the lead right hand more than we've seen in a long time. But anyway, uh, I'll shut up. I'm going to go ahead and bring in Sean into the frame, see what he thinks. Because there's a lot of talk about Canelo being past it. What's going on, John? How you doing? You there, John? I can't hear you. Yo, Chris, it's me. I swear. Okay, something's wrong with my... Hold on, let me refresh this. Because I think I just hit. Because I didn't think John was going to be... What the hell? Maybe he called in and what? I see how... Way. What's up, dude? <laughs> Sorry about that. I think I unmuted you. Okay, I refresh it. That's what happened, so I must have hit I must have hit him. Huh. Well actually, I mean, are are you good to go? Can you can you talk right now or do you got a little little time? Or, or do you need a little time? Because we can go right to you uh if you want. Um I, I think I got it mixed up. So maybe I mixed up something below it too, because there's a number Oh, you know what? Now that I'm seeing it, yeah, I see you, Hostway. If you want to join in, uh, I'll I'll let you talk right now. We don't have to wait or anything like that. I think it's I think it was okay. I see what I did. There was a there's a number on there that is very uh, that's in the same area code as John, and I just didn't look at it good enough because I was kind of surprised that it was him calling. It's just another three oh four. That's funny. Did I say 503, though? I don't know if I did or not. But that's – okay, that makes more sense. Funny. Okay, you go. All right, cool. All right, well, I'll, I'll reconvene with you. All right, my bad. I, I, I could have sworn John was on. I just looked at the first area code. Um, That's my bad. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking there. That's funny. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, 304, if you want to press 1 and talk, cool. If not, you don't have to. A lot of people just chill and do what they're doing, um, just in general. So, all good. No, uh, you know, no worries at all. No worries at all. All right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, as far as like, will the fight take place at sixty-eight or seventy-five? I kind of felt like it. And I'm talking about the Bivol rematch, obviously. I kind of felt like that was going to be the case. You know. I did feel like that was going to be the case. Um, it just, it kind of, uh, you know, it kind of, kind of felt that way, but I'm not sure now. Um, Bibble's kind of been all over the place. You know, right away, Canelo said why, you know, he kind of was talking about the weight, right? He was kind of using the excuse of the weight, um, minorly anyway. I'm not, not ripping him. I'm just saying that did have a quote saying that shit, but I just don't know if, in fact, 
you know, that that's, I don't know. I don't know what, where it's going to be. Some people are really going with, like I was talking about earlier, that he's putting this out there that I want to be at 175, but then he'll, he'll ultimately it'll be at 168. You know, I don't know. I don't know that to be a fact or anything like that. So we'll see. Um, like I said, he did kind of talk about, well, let's see what happens at 168. And that's probably his best shot because that, that weight suits him better. And also, I think there is some unknown about Bivol at 168. Uh, we haven't seen him there in a long, long time, right? Um, so, you know, maybe that would be an issue. It could be an issue, you know, um, making it. He already put it out there that he wants to do it. Now, of course, you'd probably want to do it because look what's at stake, you know? Look what's at stake. It's, you know, it's it's all those belts. It's lineal. So, yeah, you probably want to do that, you know. But I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I, I really don't – I don't have a good feel for it. Like I said, I could totally see it happening where that's just where it goes, right? And it's like, okay, that's what, that's what it is, and it's going to be at 68. I could also see the management play of like, well, if we lose to him, we could just go back to 68. We're still lineal. We got all the belts at least most of them, like I said, and then that's it, you know? Um, but I don't know, man. I, I I don't know if he can make an improvement. That's another thing. Can he make an improvement on his, you know, on the performance? I mean, minorly, you know, but I don't think, I just think stylistically it's rough. I just don't see, you know, I just don't, I don't, I think it's a stuff, a tough, a tough one. Okay. Um, well, this is a quote from Canelo after the Bivol fight. I think I'm better than him. That's it. If you see the first five or six rounds, I dominated the fight, but then I got tired, of course, because I don't train at my 100%, meaning he didn't train at his 100%. Um, and, you know, he did talk about the weight or whatever, but I don't know, man. You know, I really don't know. I can't, I can't say one way or the other. But I'm not going to shit on the fight. I just won't. Like, I'm just not, like, I get it. I want to see a different fight, too, because we already kind of feel like we know what's going to happen in that fight. As I said before, I'm not just going to randomly shit on fights uh, because it's still a really tough fight for him, dude. So if he's willing to do that, I, I'm not going to not gonna freak out about it, you know? I'm just not. Um, it is what it is, you know? Shit, we thought we had seen, uh, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but look what happened with the, the rematch with Fury in, in, in Wilder, the, the trilogy. Nobody wanted to watch that, right? And, hey, I understood that, but there was some paperwork, you know. That was a legal binding thing, obviously. And, uh, you know, look what happened. I'm getting a bunch of messages saying that, Yeah, the thing is, I don't like the Showtime. I'm seeing this more and more on Twitter, too. A lot of people just one-siding this weekend. I, I, I don't think this is a good fight on a main event. Um, obviously, this wasn't supposed to be the fight, right? Um, Poyu was supposed to be the fight. You could still make 
let's not even just make it an argument. Roley shouldn't have gotten this fight. That's fair. But we see that a fair amount, you know? There's not a ton of big names, and Roley's not a guy that sells shit out. That's for sure. But for Puelu to get a fight over Roley, it's just a good way for him to get attention. Most people thought Puelu was going to win that fight. Um, and, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of it. You're, that is correct. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, do I think it's the, the worst main event, main event uh, ever on Showtime for calling it a championship? I don't think it's the worst championship fight ever, <laughs> to be honest with you. I've seen worse, but that's not to say I like it, though. I don't. You know, I think it's a shitty fight. I wasn't, like, pumped up about the Poilu fight rather than uh, beyond just Poilu getting, you know, a little shot. You know, Poilu getting a nice name that he can win because I really thought he'd win that fight. So, um, but let's be fair about it. I mean, is ESPN, is that a good fight? Is Butler a good fight? I mean, I haven't seen the odds for that, but I'm speaking of odds, I'm willing to bet. You know, I'm willing to bet that it, the odds are wider on that one. Here, I'll actually, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll settle it right now. We'll settle it right now. So, Butler, Stephen Butler, which, by the way, it's a shitty fight, right? It's a shitty ranking. Um, and that's part of my thing about all these belts is the ranking. We already know they're going to do a bunch of corrupt shit, right? Like the Jamal Charlo they should even either put him in recess, right, because he had an injury, then he had a lot of shit go wrong in his life, and he needed, a, he needed to sort that out. Cool. Either strip him or put him in recess and then let Adamus have the real belt. When Charlo comes back, he could fight him. Uh, the franchise is staying in the WBC, the WBA with all their other titles. You know, like, but when push comes to shove, the rankings, like, a lot of people like to big up the IBF, right? Oh, the IBF, dude, they're real stern. Well, part of it is they're the last people that got the FBI rated as far as, you know, a sanctioning belt. They got their offices rated, dude. That's why they're more stern uh, with that shit. But some of their rankings completely are garbage. I mean, a lot of these rankings are garbage, doesn't matter if it's WBL, WBC, WBA, IBF. A lot of them are shitty. I mean, just the fact that you don't have champions, which if I'm a belt organization, I understand why that's the case, but you don't even rank champions, you know? I mean, the IBF, when, didn't Sean Porter get knocked way down after losing uh, to Brooke? It wasn't that the IBF? Correct me if I'm wrong. Anyway, I see anywhere from a plus nine, so plus 900, plus 1,000, and two different there's a plus – FanDuel has plus 1360 and plus 1300 for Butler as far as the odds. I'm sorry, uh, DraftKings. No, it is FanDuel, yeah. Now you go over to the Romero-Barrasso fight. Um, anywhere from plus 500 all the way up to 700, there's a plus 620. So, yeah, I mean – on paper, it's a closer fight, but I'm not really interested in either one of them. I, I hope they're just good, something action happens, whether it's a knockout or, or some two-way stuff and a knockout or whatever. I just, I just hope they're good TV fights as a fan, right? But 
I mean, which one's the bigger mismatch? And, and so, so you're telling me Stephen Butler should be fighting for a title? And I know the first thing people are going to say is, well, these people that are you know running with this, well, well, he's ranked, he's ranked. Well, fuck, the rankings are garbage, dude. So it's just funny. People pick and choose when to be critical. And the usual suspects, you know, will just 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 pick certain times to be critical of the belts and and, and forget it altogether when it comes to other stuff. Like I said, I'm not interested in either main event as far as on paper. Hey, I'll give it a chance in the ring. Neither of them are a fucking pay-per-view or something, right? That's good. But I don't know. Anyway, um, I do think he'll fight Bibble. There was a little inclination in there. Well, if the Bibble fight can't happen, then I'll fight Benavidez or Charlo or whatever. Um, Is there a scenario that could play out where he's like, he could just get away with, well, first of all, not a lot of people want to see the Bibble fight. They want to see him fight Benavides. But he could just get away with saying, well, he was trying to bring the terms to me. Who the fuck is he? You know, he could say that and then fight Benavides. And people wouldn't give a shit. They'd be happy about it. So, I don't know. Is Canelo way over the hill? Fuck no. He's not washed, but he has lost a step. Uh, doesn't mean he can't beat Benavides. Doesn't mean he can't get good wins. But he has definitely lost a step. Now, on to um, Golaz and Gabriel Golaz and Stevie Spark. Okay, let's talk a little bit about that fight. Um, I mean, Julio Cesar Martinez got an easy win. Oleksandr Voshtik got an easy win. There's some other, you know, fights on here, too. Uh, Beck, uh, Nert, what is it, Nert? Gondet or whatever. I forgot his last name. But the the one I do want to fight or see or goddamn, I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm distracted. I got to stop looking at my messages. I'm sorry. Um, but Stevie Spark, uh, Golas, right? I gave Spark the first round, early combinations with the right hand landing good hooks. Midway through, uh, he landed a really nice uppercut. Uppercuts with both hands, by the way in late combinations, whereas uh, Golaz, he um, he landed some solid punches in the few exchanges that they had. Um, in the second round, both of them were jabbing more. This was a very competitive round. That's one of those, you know, whatever. You could give it to either guy. I thought it was a clear win uh, for round three for Stevie Spark. The left hooks the lower. Uh, 45 seconds um in, like into the round, and then late, those left hooks were landed along with the uppercuts, body, um, you know, outside movement as well. He was just a big-ass overhand right late as well, whereas although the last part, some nice left hooks by Ogolaz, he just was missing too much for me in the early parts of this fight and just in general. Fourth round, now that was close. I'd say the fourth and fifth round were very close. It could go either way. Uh, Spark was on the uh, the jab circle or just throw lead right hands. Um, you started to see Glaz have more moments, 
especially in the last minute. He was throwing his jab and landing left hooks. He was landing that left hook to the body in head, too. So uh, that was a close round. Like I said, same with uh, same with the fifth. The fifth, though, maybe I'd go to Spark because although Galaz had a really good start to that, the big right hand um, combos, flush right hands, like I said, left hooks, I don't know. I, I, it was really two-way, and, and the fight was on the inside at that point. So, you know, I could see giving uh, Galaz maybe the fourth and then Spark uh, the fifth, sixth round, although Spark had some early success. Um, you know, Galaz, you know, really landed a good shot, right, um, at like the 115 mark, uh, a body punch. And wait a second, was that a knockdown or not a knock? I can't remember now. What the fuck? Um, but I gave him that round. Was that a knockdown or was it? I can't remember now. Fuck. Um, what round was that? Let me look at my notes here. Sometimes I, I, I go off my notes too much. No, there it wasn't an actual knockdown. It wasn't a knockdown. That's my bad. Um, but I definitely gave him that round. Um, but I, I thought in the seventh though, um, and you could see, like I said, in the, in the rounds fifth and sixth, the last two rounds, Golaz was really picking up the pace. Um, you know what? His head was snapping back, uh, from hard combinations, flurries of hard combinations to the head and body. He was on the ropes, Golaz. Spark was putting a lot of pressure, um, to his, you know, eventually in the round, to his credit, Golaz did in the last 45 seconds or so land really good shots off the ropes, working his way off the ropes, and you know, fought his way off the ropes. Um, but even they flashed the punch stats through. Well, this was like after the seventh, somewhere in the eighth, 136 to 60 landed. That's punches landed, and then 309 to 138. Now, 60 out of 138 punches land is very accurate. But when you throw, you know, like 150 more punches, 70 more punches, and then you land, you know, over 70 more punches, I mean, Jesus Christ. I'm not a CompuBox guy per se, but golly. Like, and then I thought, you know, in the eighth round, better shots. In the ninth, it was pretty slow, but the body work with both hands were enough for Spark uh, to give him, you know, more body work, active early, chopping right hands. I thought it was a fairly clean round, or clean win. Well, that was a clean round, too, but I thought it was a clean win for Spark. You know, whether you had it 6-4 or, or or whatever, you know. I don't know. Maybe you had it 5-5, five, five, you know. Okay. I'm not sure, you know. I really... I don't know, but I just don't see, I don't know, man. I just, I don't see it, but there was a scorecard, 95-94-5-5, and then two scorecards for Galas, 164-95-94, and 173. I mean, 7-3 is like, what, dude? You know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about, dude? How, how, you know, how could that be? I just, I don't understand, I just did not get that many in there. I just didn't. I just don't see how you could get that score. Seven to three? 
I mean, how many rounds? I, I don't know. Six to four is probably the minimum I can go. Um, but yeah, I mean, Dumas fought well and shit at times. You know, he showed heart and all that stuff. I'm not saying that, but um, I don't know, man. <laughs> I really don't know. Let me see some. Um, so yeah, I thought he got screwed. I, I mean, the seven to three is just nasty, dude. That's like the kids are saying, nasty work. That is nasty, dude. Actually, that might not be the kids. <laughs> I think that's a, 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 you know, I think that's a lot of people now. Um, someone said Boris Carcino. I don't know. I'll actually. I'll I'll tell him here. I'll, I'll I'll say call him. That's a good call. Um, let me see if he's got some time tonight to call him. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, I thought he got screwed. I thought he got screwed. I did. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bullshit. I'm not gonna bullshit. I thought he got screwed in that fight. In my opinion, it was fairly easy to see that. You know what I mean? Okay, so, um, man. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't think it's as bad of a performance as a lot of people were saying with Canelo, but I do think he's lost a step. I do. I think it's just a combination of shit I was talking about. Um, but, yeah, I think that, that about wraps that up. Um, you know, sounds like he'll be fighting in September. So, that's cool. Um, getting, you know, a fair amount of pushback on, on <laughs> like I said, I don't think Roley deserves, but the whole deserves thing in boxing is just fucking funny. And it's such a pick and choose type of thing. I mean, now you got, you know, to get the Canelo fight, people were saying, well, why isn't Benavidez fight plan? Okay, they fucking did. Now, well, Benavides needs to fight Charlo. Benavides needs to fight Morel. He needs to fight. Well, who the what? What do you mean? You know, like how many killers did uh, Callum Smith fight before he got the fight? Who did Billy Joe Saunders fight at 168 to get a fight with him? Like I said, I've always said Benavides. You know, it's his own problem because he. Tested positive for coke, dropped the belt, missed weight, dropped the belt. And that's always his issue and not Canelo's because he could be sitting there saying, well, why didn't you fight me for undisputed? He'd have leverage, not leverage like he's going to be able to get the fight per se, but he could really say you are ducking me because you're up here talking about undisputed. Where the fuck are you? You know, like who did Yildrim beat? Who did he beat to, uh, to, to get the shot. I mean, so a lot of people didn't think, uh, what's his tells uh, Ryder beat uh, Jacobs. I thought it was like a draw, you know? Now, so so that win in a Parker win, who the fuck did Parker beat? Did he, did he have some top-level win? Like, if Benavidez, though, does have to keep going through loops, then it's like, oh, well, what the fuck? Did you say fight? Those two fight, and then you get the fight? Like, I mean, Tony Smith beat, um, what's the uh, George Groves. Got him ranked high. Cool. All 
all right, there you go. You're in position. You got it. You know, you got it. So I just, if if he's got to continue to fight all these people, so who the fuck would Berlanga, and I'm not saying he's going to fight Berlanga, but his promoter, you know, at the time anyway, <clears throat> he's talking about Berlanga. Oh, if, if if he knocks out Quigley, and maybe we could get him a fight, and then, uh, you know, who knows? I think if the fight needs to be built, but who the fuck is Berlanga going to be able to beat before he, you know, to 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 be worthy enough to fight Canelo? That shit gets old. Like I said, Benavides has his own issues for dropping the, you know, for losing the belt twice, but it, it's so bullshit if he's got to keep doing this shit because then it's like, oh, okay, I see, you know. I see what's going on now, you know. Um, but, yeah, anyway, I'm going to go ahead. And, uh, and by the way, Jamie Foxx, um, thoughts go out to him. Definitely he's on uh, my mind right now. Um, MBO, great follow, by the way. Check out his podcast, too, MBO and his spaces. Matt, shout out to him. He had a, um, you know, like a – a space for him today and it freaked me out because I was like what he passed because I know he's you know in tough shape right now but man that sucked that would really suck anyway let's go ahead and bring in Josue Portland 503 into the frame what is going on my friend how the F are you Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up, what up, Chris? Yo, yo, shout out to you, brother. Thank you for having me on. Uh, it's beautiful here in Oregon, finally. We got the sun. Uh, but, yeah, man, nothing but good things. But how you doing, brother? How you, how you doing, Chris? I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm really doing great. Uh, it was the just summer's here, you know what I mean? It, it's just oh, yeah. been gorgeous. Took a long-ass, like, hike today by the Mississippi River. Just got it in, dude. It, it, it's really nice. Man. Just nice, happy. man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Nice, man. Nice to hear you're enjoying uh, some hiking and stuff, man. And, uh, uh, you know, we all deserve to enjoy some uh, some sun and, you know, relaxation or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, man, let's get into it. Uh, uh, a, lot of, a lot of stuff, man. Uh, if I could get started real quick on the uh, with Garcia versus Tank, uh, Real quick, um, so that you know, that fight happened a while ago, a little, you know, a few, a few weeks back. Um, I didn't get my take on it, but like, um, if I could start off with the weigh-in, uh, first of all, <laughs> I thought Ryan, like during the weigh-in, looked terrible. He looked drained. He looked low energy. He looked like he couldn't talk. He looked, he, you know, usually he has that, you know, at the low energy. You thought he looked, yeah, at the weigh You thought he looked bad at the way His body looked bad at the weigh No, he looked, no, he looked like his face, his, like, attitude, his, like, presence was not there. Like, he looked, he looked drained. Like, he looked tired. That, you know, the, that's the way I can only explain it. Like, he looked, you know, that, uh, uh, that the weight really affected him, um, or getting down to that weight. Uh, really looked, or he did it, you know, maybe bad, or you know, he had a bad weight cut or something. But that, to me, that's what it looked like uh, during the weigh-ins. Because, like, if you looked at him, uh, out of both fighters, Tank looked like he was just full of energy. He looked happy. He looked relaxed. He looked, uh, you know, like you know, he was ready to go. If you looked at, if you when I looked at Ryan right after him weighing in, he, he was just low energy. 
You know, he looked like he had a like uh, cotton mouth. He, I don't know. There's just something about it. Like when he was trying to, uh, when they were face to face with Tank right at the weigh-ins, um, he just, you know, he was trying to talk and and saying, "Oh, I ate breakfast," and you know, and all that. But he just, I didn't see that same line from like uh, from his past weigh-ins, you know. And uh, I don't know. That's just that's just my take for from the weigh-ins at first, from the you know, just from the weigh-ins, and um, and the and too, if I could bring up real fast, uh. I don't. Th- I don't know. This is. There needs to be. I don't know what's up with Hopkins, but I, there was no reason to to touch Tank. Uh, you know, I, I don't know why you got to worry about. You know, talking about. Oh, watch the ledge. Uh, uh, you know, for your your fighters. Uh, your fighters opponent. Like I don't know why. Uh, that was just a little sketch to me. I don't know. You know, there, right. there's rumors about. There, there was like rumors there about was, him there touching. Him. Yeah. There, there was already people there doing what Bernard was doing. So that was just okay. weird. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't go much, as yeah. far as the conspiracy theory and all that. Yeah. I thought that was dumb. He didn't put any kind of yeah. cream on him or nothing. But, yeah, mm-hmm. he didn't need to do that. You know? And he even yeah, admitted you know, it, Josue. Yeah. He admitted, like, yeah. hey, if someone touches me at the weigh-in from the opposite team, I'm going to get pissed, too. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, as I said, that was just a little weird to me because that didn't make any sense when I saw that because, like, what the hell? But, uh, you know, it, it's it's nice to hear that there was no, you know, tampering or – you know, any late news about, you know, uh, Tank uh, failing a test or anything like that. So, you know, it's uh, – but, you know, but um, but as far as the fight, man, um, uh, it was it was good for while it lasted. Uh, it was hyped. But in my opinion, man, Garcia fought just stupid um, in the beginning. Uh, I just didn't like him just bull rushing, like thinking he was like the bull. And, um, you know, just because, I mean – it's such a high caliber fight. Like this is where the the elites meet. And then to me, for me to see all that, and he's willing to just fight like that, um, you know, seeing red and, you know, trying to take his head off immediately. And uh, I just didn't like that. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't blame anything to Gustin. Gustin, you know, he's a hell of a trainer. Um, you know, we, we know his past, um, but I, no, I don't blame him, but I just blame he did Ryan tell him for not to box being... more too. You know, he actually yeah. was like, Hey dude, calm down. See, I thought the first yeah. round he didn't do that, but once he mm-hmm. hit, he landed a clean punch, then he, mm-hmm. he kind of did what he normally does, yeah. and that's go yeah. for it, you know. Yeah, go. For, yeah, and uh, but yeah, man, just just Ryan, the way he fought, man, I didn't like it, and uh, but like, but seeing that, like, just seeing that performance made me think like he's not he's not ready for any champion. Um, right now, 140, 135, uh, you know, those guys, all of those, those champions, are, you know, are, you know, uh, they're tough, you know, they're tough bastards. Um, <laughs> so just to me, he, I, he needs to focus just on skills and, um, and dedication and, and some like, uh, you know, just, just a trainer, like telling, like telling you and making you like, you know, focus and, uh, you know, just, uh, just be like more ready, like you know, without him. Cause I, you know, seeing this, just also like seeing the performance made me think like he was just a uh, in charge of his own camp. Like I don't know, just uh, all that just made me think like, okay, this guy is not like disciplined in camp, and that's why Canelo and Eddie Reynoso are you know, uh, real like real about what their opinion about uh, Ryan. Um, you know, it, and it's fair, to, and you know, it, and it's not his fault. You know, it's like this guy, like Ryan. I mean. To me, he was like they rolled the red carpet for him. Everything, you know, was for him. And uh, to me, he was a prospect going into this fight. Like he wasn't ready for a tank. Like 
he, I know, shout out to him for making the fight happen, but he was not ready. Like, he, he, in my opinion, Ryan, you know, I'm not, you know, I send you that photo, Chris, of, uh, of Prince Nassim, uh, if you remember, uh, you know, on Twitter, I send you that photo of him, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. finished. But, you know, but that, that was just me being funny. I, you know, you know, he's a young kid. He's, he, he's able to learn and be more focused. But I just, you know, he needs to just, I think he needs to focus on a world belt, try to get a world title and, uh, at 140. And that, that should be the goal, skills and focus on one belt and, you know, make a legacy. You know, you had your fun fight with Tank, you know, your pop, you're, you know, the, this casual fan. And, but it's time to, like, lace him up and really be about it, man. And uh, that's just, to me, being more, uh, you know, harsh on him because, you know, he represents, like, la, la, the raza, you know, he represents us and Mexicans. A lot of people were hyped for this fight, and people were, you know, backing him up. And um, just, I don't know, just that, that that's my opinion about Ryan. Like, he just needs to focus um on you know on himself on you know on his training on his skills and let let someone like a really good trainer dictate you know and and uh, make you be disciplined in the in the gym and not get it your way not you know not be this fucking entitled fighter that you know that that's just the way I see him all the time um, and uh, but yeah man like I, like I said Gustin doesn't deserve any uh, any uh, any bad uh, reputation uh, representation from this fight. Um, he, you know, Goosen, you know, Goosen could move on and be, still be, you know, good in, in training. So, you know, I just, I just feel bad because his reputation was kind of, you know, uh, uh, from the casual fans uh, uh, side, uh, or like, you know, harsh on him saying like, what the fuck, like, you know, all this shit. And, uh, but yeah, man. And, uh, I don't know. And, you know, there's rumors about him, uh, uh Garcia, you know, maybe getting in touch with, uh, the Canelo camp again. And, um, I'm not in favor of that, you know, just, uh, he had his time. He showed us that, you know, he showed Canelo and, the, the, you know, that team that he wasn't really – he's not there. He's not focused. I don't know. That's my opinion. I hate to be harsh, but that's the way I see it for him. And uh, – but, yeah, like, he was a hell of a fighter uh, for, for Tank. On Tank's side, he was, you know, more uh, more focused. You know, he was he was ready. He was the, the, the skilled fighter. He was – I don't know. He was more motivated for this fight and skilled and, you know, better team and everything. And uh, – so that, that that's just my opinion. Nothing nothing bad to say about Tang. Tang showed up. He one thing about him too, man. That, that dude has got one hell of a power. Um, and I would love for the next fight for him to be the winner of Lomachenko and uh, Devin Haney. Like that would be a dream match for me. Uh, that would be the the ma- the fight for uh for me to happen. Uh, for what's next for Tank. Uh, that's, you know, that, because that's, man, they can make that fight $100 and I'll pay for it, man. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Hey, uh, but I will, but only hoping Haney wins the fight against Lomachenko is what I'm saying. Uh, so, but the winner of that, uh, I would like to see for Tank, uh, you know, to, to fight that, uh, the winner of uh, Loma and Haney. So, uh, but yeah, that's my opinion about that. Um, Ryan, just like I said, deserves, or the, he needs, just needs to focus on training and, um, stop being Mr. Popularity and um, not, you know what I mean? Just focus boxing, boxing, well, and boxing. Well, then he has to focus, focus in the ring legacy. then, too. I think focus yeah. in the ring, you know, mm-hmm. is possible, too, there, because he showed basically what he showed in most of his fights, you know? He didn't yeah. really uh, – yeah. a lot of people thought – well, first of all, he's not a high-volume puncher. Like, if you look at his punches yeah. per round, it's not like he's throwing 60 or 70, and I thought too many mm-hmm. people thought that would be an advantage over – Tank, where we know Tank's low volume, bang for your buck, right? But 
some of it is because you could kind of tell, I don't know, I, I felt like this was probably his best camp because of all the yeah. stuff he was doing and saying. But it's like, well, why did it take you this matchup to have your best camp? So that kind of yeah. lends to what you said, too. And if you're already in a camp with goddamn Canelo and you can't get your shit together, then who the fuck are you going to get your shit together with? You know, you got a mentor yeah. there, right there. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I never thought stylistically he matched up that great with Tank. But yeah. um, And I actually saw him as a contender just because of the Campbell win. I didn't think he was prospect. I thought he was a contender. But I didn't rank him second or third in the division, to your point. Um, yeah. I do disagree about how his body looked at the weight. His body didn't look shriveled up. But that's just a disagreement. It's no big deal. Um, I yeah. thought the punches came off clean and quick in the first two rounds, so I didn't mm-hmm. think he, he think that shit affected him in the uh, in the actual fight. But you know mm-hmm. that is what it is. It will be interesting yeah. to see though, and I, I kind of want to see. You know, Ryan has said a bunch of the good stuff right after the fight. Mm-hmm. Let's see and see if he follows through because, like you said, this is a big moment in his uh, career. Of where he goes, and, and there's so much talent at the 140-pound division, and these guys at 135 at some point are coming up, that he still could do damage and have a great career. Yeah. Like, like yeah, man, he, he could still have a great career. I mean, he's a young guy. He's, he just needs to, you know, be told, you know, he's not like, you know, he's not special yet, you know. You have to find that special in you, you know, and – um but yeah, that's my take. And uh, but yeah, and also too, one hell of a body punch <laughs> to end the fight. And uh, you know, and also too, what a weird, uh, um, just a coincidence or just a weird uh, like situation with him because like a guy that like you know we all know him for his you know body shot challenge, and look at him, he wasn't able to take a body shot from Tank. So uh, <laughs> I think that's I kind of ironic. I did find that you know? kind of ironic, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like damn, you know what dude. I mean? You know. Yeah, yeah. Like, all the body shots you've done, your, you know, throughout social media, and then this is the one, you know. But, you know, shout-out to Tank, man. Nothing bad to say about him. Uh, you know, the, you know the, like, I, like, the spoils goes to the victor and all that. But um, then also, too, man, before, uh, you know, there, the, the, after that fight, you know, the whole week, I remember just listening to podcast after podcast, and then people are talking about, uh, that who's the uh, or that Tank is the new face of boxing and you know I get that he had a cool moment you know Garcia whatever you know he had his moment but you know uh, I I didn't you know there, there's only one face of boxing and that was Saul Canelo Alvarez you know in Mexico Guadalajara up against an Englishman that most people in that audience had no idea who he was. But look at that, look at that, a stadium, a soccer stadium full of Mexicanos, full of, you know, just hungry for a fight, hungry, you know, just ready to see action. And, boy, like, what what a fight, too, between Canelo and Ryder. One thing about that, once I saw, I remember seeing the opening bout to the, uh, to the pay-per-view, um, and uh, I was like, remember, I was seeing, like, the ring, and I was like, holy crap, that is the tiniest ring. That, like, that was like I a solo bookshelf. I did forget to yeah. mention that. That was 18 by 18 for sure. That was, did, did, did that look like a solo boxel, uh, uh, boxing ring yeah. to you? Like, yep. Yeah, right, dude. Yeah, hell yeah, bro. And once I saw that, I was like, dude, Canelo, 
does not want this dude to run at all. There, there is no running in this fight. There's no hiding. This is it's gonna be a war. Once I saw that, I was like, holy shit, dude! That we're about to see something cool. And uh, when you know, once the fight happened, it was you know action packed. Um, Canelo showed tremendous heart. You know, he obviously was trying to put him away. Uh, the thing, you know, he got that uh, with that fifth round knockdown. And, uh, and, and my prediction, too, was that he was going to get the knockout in the fifth round by body shot. But, uh, you know, that didn't come to fruition. But, man, like, you know, a lot of people are saying, too, that Canelo might be uh, a little a little bit past his prime or, or lacking a little bit. But, man, uh, you know, I, I just feel he's a little, from seeing that fight, right, I just feel like he's a little burned out. Like, um, he's not, uh, you know, he's there. He's ready. You know, he's motivated. He, you know, he's obviously – He's war ready all the time, but like he, he, he. I just feel like he should get into one of these uh, Andre Ward, Floyd Mayweather uh, retirements. You know, just retire for like one, two years. You know, just get some rest. Come, you know, come back, come back to fight. You know, and uh, you know maybe do a few exhibitions during that retirement, um, and then you know just come back. You know, full strength, motivated, and just you know hungry again because like man it's just you know his, his showing is you know his last fights his, his last um fights in his calendars uh his calendar time um just man it's very busy uh he's the busiest that fighter right seven now months um, ago though he hadn't fought since uh, september so it wasn't that long but he's like active but i mean he's, he's very like active right like always constantly like working out and uh in the gym probably you know maybe you shouldn't play so much damn golf <laughs> right now, save <laughs> yeah, it for yeah. when you retire. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, that, yeah. That that would be the the a good decision for on his part to you know to do that. But yeah, I, I don't and know. He's just had seeing a lot that of fight, fights, awesome. man. I mean, it's been since yeah, that's I just what I'm looked at it since 2005. He's been a pro. I mean, he's got yeah. over 60 fights. Yeah, a lot of people look at yeah. his age and they're like, "Well, he's not past his prime." It's like, dude. I mean, the fucking guy's been in a lot of fights, dude. A lot of camps. a lot of fights. Hell yeah. And but those like Golovkin fights were pretty yeah. physical, you know, at least two yeah. of them anyway. Yeah, but, I mean, you got to also remember, man, these fights take a toll on you. The the wear and tear, all that sparring, the hard uh, – um, just the hard – Exactly. The, the hard training camps you're taking. And, and we all know that Canelo takes fights seriously. Like, he's there. He's focused. He's a, He's got that Floyd Mayweather mentality. Like, he doesn't – it doesn't matter – who it is i'm gonna i'm gonna fight like you know i'm hungry like you know i got no money to go to and uh you know that mentality you know it's, it's strong but his last fight definitely in, in all honesty did show a little bit of you know just just he's just tired it just you know he's burned out is what i'm trying to say um but like you know that my opinion he, he definitely deserves some some time off um but uh you know he's getting he's getting into it back again uh september um you know the, the what the rumors is bibble I would, you know, after that fight with Ryder, uh, I would say avoid Bivol. Uh, you know, Bivol's no good for us. You know, let's move on. You know, it's, uh, uh, you know, you you challenge yourself. You know, it's it's uh, and it's it's great, but man, it's like the guy he's just not good for us, man. Um, but in uh, my opinion, my the fight that I want now uh, is is Benavides. I think that's the perfect time to make it is in September. Um, you know, Vegas uh, or wherever it's going to be. Uh, but yeah, that that that's the fight uh, that I would hope for Canelo next, and and truly that would tell us where Canelo is, um, you know, if he's on the downside or if he's still, um, you know, an elite um, fighter, you know, and uh, 
that yeah, that's my take. So uh, we'll be, we'll see then, you know. But uh, like I said, no no Bivol. I don't want Bivol. Me as a Canelo fan, me as a Mexican fan, uh, get stay keep us away from Bivol. Uh, that's what I would say <laughs> to the camp. Uh, but you know they ain't listening but to I me and Canelo. I wouldn't either. rip him for taking it. And I want to see him against Benavides, but if he took it, I still think it's really ballsy. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, bro. Obviously, it's ballsy, but bro, it might be bad. Is this? Is this? I don't see it going his way. Like you know, one seventy-five, and uh, and I truly do see him being like stopped this time if he does fight Bivol. Um, so that you know, that's just my opinion. But uh, it's just I don't know, man. Like his last fight with Ryder. You think he'll do it? It's like. You think he'll do it? Because, yes, you know, I, yeah, I think Bibble he'll do it. Says, yeah, I think he'll do it. Because Bibble says, oh, I wanted at 168 because he probably wants the hardware, right? And he used yeah. to say he could fight at 68. It's been a long fucking time since he made it. So maybe that actually yeah. would be in the benefit of Canelo, maybe. You know, maybe that would help if you haven't been down there in a while. But I, I actually i am with you. I think it will happen. I'm, not, I'm just not sure yeah. if it's going to be 68 or 75, but – because then yeah. Canelo, if he loses that, which we both think he will and many people think he will, then he can go back to 68 and be like, all right, I can kind of start fresh, you know, fresh again. I got the belt, yeah. I got my lineal. But if Bibble comes down and takes that shit away from him, then it's like, oh, shit, dude, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's still a, a name, and it doesn't matter who what belts yeah. are on the line when Canelo fights, of course. But, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I do think he'll fight Bivol next, though. I, I don't want to see it per se, but I, I think it, man. I I would respect the shit out of him at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah, hell yeah, bro. I mean, nothing but respect. I mean, a dangerous fighter in Bivol, and man, um, but I just feel like if he does fight him next, either one sixty eight, one seventy five, I just think I just think he takes damage like good enough damage where he's not able to fight like Benavides in the future, you know, um, that's my take, man. One, one set or like 175 or 168, you know, I, I just think he, I just think Bivol has his number, man. That style is difficult to fucking fight, man. And, uh, man, I just, you know, you yeah, he not could even be better because he's already yeah. been through it, you know, so he could even yeah. pick up where he left on and maybe be yeah. a more aggressive like he was later in the fight too. That's a good point. It might not. Yeah, man. Shit, he may he may just have one more homecoming homecoming fight after that and dip, you know. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah, man, it's it's just a dangerous fight, man. For you know against Bivol, uh, but yeah, man. But shout out to Canelo, he did it for the the Mexicanos over the weekend, Cinco de Mayo weekend. Ho- hopefully, Chris, you enjoyed some tequila and some tacos, man, and uh, you know celebrated with us because you know Cinco de Mayo, everybody's Mexican, you know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. Uh, as far as that, yo, uh, Chris don't have too much to say. Also, too, uh, before I get out of here, man, I see that Romero's back this weekend. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, we'll see what we what he's what he's got. Um, you know, headlining Showtime, uh, pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, man. Uh, yeah. So, but yo, uh, Chris, uh, thank you for having me on. Shout out to the Rope Dope Radio and Viva Mexico, cabrones. Yes, sir. Appreciate you as always, man. Definitely. Uh respect the fact that you you know been loyal for so long good shit just a boxing fan willing to give his opinion on whatever so many people uh don't like to disagree and they have to agree on every fucking thing nowadays and it's like i get a lot of people in the dms saying shit that plenty of people say to me on this show but they don't want to come on and actually talk um it just it's just funny uh, yeah, it just seems like people can't disagree anymore. They're just like, come on, dude. 
Who gives a shit, dude? It's just our opinions. We can have a debate. We can argue. It's cool. You know, I, I like people that you can have a debate or argue or just have a, a fucking, you know, a little uh, a little uh, disagreement. By the way, Josue, 34 to 33 in the Minnesota Senate, the shit just passed. It's legal. I mean, it, it hasn't gone in law because it's still got to go through, you know, uh, yellow tape, but and it's crazy. It went down party line. I, I was really surprised at that. Uh, I thought there'd be some Democrats that wouldn't vote for it and Republicans that would, maybe just here and there. But yeah, it was 34 to 33, so I can put something to air legally now. It's already been decriminalized here, but uh, it's going to be legal. It's just a matter of time before the governor signs it once it goes through all the yellow tape. But uh, yeah, man. Finally, about fucking time. Shit's crazy, dude. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, uh, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, oh, whoops. Okay, I got to get out of the DMs. Pause. I really do, though, because call in, dude. 646-381-4990 is the number to call. Um, so, yeah, uh, the two... Okay, so I hear a lot of people talking shit about uh, Jermel Charlo um, for, for saying, Canelo, fight me. Um, some people who actually did a show with over a decade ago, some, and, and beyond those folks too, are saying strip him. Strip him for saying that he wants to fight Canelo because he's faking, is he, like asking a question, is he fake hurt then? You know, meanwhile, the guy he's going to fight, Tim Zhu, took a stay busy fight. And he even said uh, today or, or yesterday, I think it was today, uh, in his little uh, interview about the fight, because he's fighting Ocampo just to stay busy, which I, I respect that. No, no problem there. Um, that they're 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 going to fight and they're they're finalizing a date. They're just making sure that, you know, Charlo's shit is healed. So to sit there and say you want it, like I said, if you want to, if you want the WBC to strip uh, Jamal Charlo, the 160, or put him in, the other thing they could do is just put him in recess and then figure it out when he comes back, then he can fight the champion, whichever. I, it doesn't matter to me. But to want to strip Jamal Charlo, who would spot everybody in his division, and now it's turning into, just because he says, fight me, Canelo. How many people have fucking said, fight me, Canelo? Like, come on, dude. Like, it's just so weird. It's just, it's just a run-of-the-mill talking shit, um, you know, social media. I mean, I, the reason why I brought that up, because someone just sent me the Keyshawn Davis video today. Speaking of talking shit, why, you know, why don't you talk about him talking shit? He hasn't even done anything just yet. But, um... Yeah, they're 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 getting the date figured out because his fucking hand needed to heal. Boy, what he can't go on. You know, it's funny. Some people want these people to stay in the limelight, so to speak, and stay on social media, be active on social media. But then when they are, you know, then they get criticized. You know, it's it's funny. Who the fuck is Jermel Charlo ducked at one fifty four? Nobody. In fact. 
it's funny because now I'm starting to see people saying, "Oh, he, he's dick. He's he's ducking Tim Sue because he called out Canelo." It's like, okay, dude. Did you weren't you the same person saying Fundora should get the shot before, and Fundora just got beat? So it's it's just funny how that works. But yeah, strip Jermel Charlo for his belt because he called out Canelo. Yeah, man. Because nobody ever calls out people. You know, I I don't like the worthless shit talk that goes on social media, but you know what? Promoters, managers, fucking boxing fans, part-time and full-time media fans do that shit all the fucking time. That's where they get their most hits and views and all that shit. So it's just so ironic to sit there and out of all the people, now some people did think it because they don't know the difference. So they're, they're ripping uh, Jamal, but that's the WBC thing. But remember, the WBC is the one who came up with the goddamn. Don't let's not forget they came up with the franchise, and the per, first person they did the franchise for was Canelo. Well, guess who the mandatory was then? Jamal Charlo. WBC ordered Golovkin and Charlo. Golovkin didn't. Well, why? Well, because he had another Canelo fight coming up. That's why. It's so you know it's just so stupid to want to strip Jamal because he called out Canelo. Oh, so you can't call out anybody. <laughs> you can't call anybody because you're hurt. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. You could say, why, why don't you stay focused on your own fight you got coming up? But to sit here now and play he's ducking. So it would be a duck to drop the belts and go fight Canelo over fighting Tim Zoo, the guy that you guys didn't even think deserved the shot a couple months ago? Fuck out of here, dude. But here, here I'll, I'll play it. This is what Keyshawn Davis said. I'll play this video. No doubt about it. 
but he got robbed too. I didn't even score that fight, and I know he got fucking robbed. Okay. So, what the fuck, dude? That was bad. That one was bad. So, yeah, um, Shanabic in Butler, it is what it is, just like the main event on Showtime. I think Shanabic will win. I think Roley will win. Um, staying on this card, though, the Javier Martinez in Joshan James. I got to see the uh, the odds on that. I bet you that's fucking close. Also, Ruben Villa, who they just signed. Did they just sign him? He's going to be on there. Brian Norman Jr., Gabriel Flores Jr., Amando Vargas is on the undercard as well. But Jason Maloney against Vincent um, Astrolabio. Um, that's an interesting fight, actually. Someone just asked. That's a good question. That's a really good question. Um, about the odds for that fight I just mentioned before. Yeah, it's fucking tight. It's really tight. It's basically, in boxing terms, the Javier Martinez and James, uh, Joshan James, it's 50-50. That's 50-50 in boxing terms. I mean, I see a plus 100 to minus 28, plus 110, minus 110. My, oh, shit. Minus 110, minus 120. Yeah, that's 50-50. I don't think that's televised but yeah that's 50 50 that's a 50 50 fight god i forgot that fight was on this fucking card that's the thing sometimes there's so many goddamn cards you, you kind of forget what's what <laughs> um of course like astrolabio his you know claim to fame uh so to speak was you know last year um shit over a year ago it was near the beginning. It was in the first quarter. I know that. Um, he beat Rigo. By the way, Rigo is going to return. I think Rigo got a win since then, yeah. And he uh, he's going to return on that Broner show. <laughs> um, but then he you know then he, he actually fought um, Potapov or whatever the hell that guy's name is. Um, that was on the undercard um, of uh, Rivera and Frank Martin. Frank Martin came out um, So he, you know, that was a win for him <clears throat> Now he's taking on Jason Maloney um, Who You know uh, he, he had the, the He beat Greer Greer Jr. is probably his best win in a while he, You know, he, he, his last fight He won a fight against a guy who's 56 uh, One and one, right um, But, you know I mean that he fought a damn in 2022. He fought a guy that was 10 and 10, five five and one. Somewhat he fought a debut. He fought a 0 and two fighter in 2019. So I mean, you know, that's really not. It doesn't matter anyway. Fucked him up. Uh, he did beat um, Baez, Leonardo Baez. That's a good win. Emmanuel Rodriguez. That was a close fight. I do remember that. Kono. Um, so yeah, I mean, the brother, the Maloney brothers have, have been doing their thing, right, for a little bit. Um, obviously, him not being the brother that, you know, accomplished as much or whatever, or won some bigger fights or whatever. But um, I like this fight, though. You know, I, I think it's really close. When you look at the odds, you know, shit. I mean, Astro Lobby plus 120, dude. I mean, the highest plus 
Yeah, plus 115. Some have a minus 105. That's like a 50-50 fight. Like I said, I like the you know some of these undercard fights that they have. And top rank ESPN can be hit or miss with their undercards. Um, but given that this main event didn't cost them much, and it's you know pretty much a showcase on paper anyway. Like I said, I'm hoping for a two-way fight, but you know on paper it doesn't look like much. Um, no disrespect to, to Stevie Butler, to Stephen Butler, but um, I do like both those fights. The, the Martinez James. I'm I'm gonna go with Astrolabio. Call it an upset, but is it really an upset? You know, probably not. <laughs> but I'm gonna. I think he's gonna win. I think he's gonna win. Um, you know, he doesn't have obviously as many fights. I feel like he's got. I don't know. I wouldn't say he's got this major power advantage or anything like that. And, you know, I mean, he closed out the year against uh, Inouye. Or no, I don't think he closed out the year, but I, I think it was 2020 when uh, uh, Maloney fought Inouye, Jason Maloney. Um, like I said, a good fighter. Um, very good fighter. Uh, solid, you know, solid. Nothing, nothing crazy. Um, he It took him a while to kind of you know, I think he's what is he twenty five and two now, only stopped by anyway. Who gives a shit about that? Oh boy, you know. I thought it, it was a, after that though. I thought he bounced back really well against uh, J- uh, Joseph Greer Jr. Uh, like I said, that's one of his best fights. But I'm going to pick the upset. I think the awkwardness um, and hey of Astrolabio and, and obviously, you know, like he can fight a guy on the move. <laughs> Because <laughs> he, just, you know, he could beat him. Um, but yeah, I, I like him in that fight. Um, and and then you know, I, I really dig that prospect fight. Um, I, you know, I, I at this point, I I kind of uh, just off. I don't know. They both beaten undefeated fighters, but and they're both undefeated. Um, I I think. I'll favor uh, Javier Martinez in this one. There's not actually he's from Milwaukee, I believe. It's not like it's some kind of major reason why I do, but I think it's like a 50-50 fight. You know what I mean? I, I think it is. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, because the dude he beat, I think, was a prospect. I, I want to say that um, he won maybe a round tops against uh, Lorenzo Simpson when he fought him. Um. But yeah, I think it's a it's a close fight. I want to see that fight. I, I definitely want to see the winner. I think it's a, or I want to see who wins that fight. I want to see how that works out. I I, I do like it though. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna pick a. Like I said, I don't even know if it's really a, a, an upset. If we're being honest, you know, I don't really look at it as a major upset or anything like that. Um, and then moving on to the Showtime card. By the way, anyone listening. Um, in the browser, 646-381-4990 is the number to call. You have 22 minutes before the live stream goes off. I'm not going to spend too much time um, uh, past it. I'm not going to go super late. I don't think John's going to be able to call in. Um, but, oops, okay. Um, and then we have, like I said, um, you know, 
Roley against Barrasso. This was supposed to be a guy who, you know, um, was starting to come up in Puelu. And then we know that he uh, he popped dirty. Um, there is a process they're going through as we speak. Um, and actually, Jake Donovan, who we probably should get back on the show here in a little bit. Um he actually was talking about this. Where the hell is it? I just missed it. I just went by it. He was talking about where did he say this? So, so I think it's May seventeenth is going to be the hearing, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, here it is. Jake Donovan, WBA has finally ruled on Alberto Pueyu title status. Uh, so now it's a vacant instead of the interim. It's a vacant. WBA because they um, and the winner must face O'Hara Davis within 120 days. Uh, Playu is now the champion in recess availability pending May 17th hearing with Nevada State Commission. Okay? So he's going to have to plead his case of why he popped dirty. And then we'll see. At least there's a hearing. At least some of the information hopefully will be made public. And, uh, you know, could they give, a, you know, O'Hara Davies a, a step aside money for that? I'm not sure because it is in this part, but I, I believe they can. Uh, it is in this little, you know, a lot of times when they vacate belts or it's for a vacant belt, you have to fight someone next. But, you know, that can, that can depend on who you are, as we know. But, yeah, just so we're clear, Jamal said he can beat him based off that last shitty performance. That's what Jamal Charlo was screaming at him, okay? He was saying that. So, you know, it is what it is when it comes to that. Um, so, yeah, anyway, um, Barrasso, shit, I mean, you know, he he's fun to watch. I mean, he, he did a, a while back fight. Uh, Akhmadov and um, was it the first or second round? It was early in that fight where he knocked him down. Akhmadov is, is funny because he's very aggressive, but that's part of the reason why he ends up on the mat a lot too. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it, actually, I'm looking back at it, it was the third round and then, you know, he, he was able to uh, knock him out. This, in the, but he gave him a good fight Anthony Crawler, Anthony Crawler, that's how they say it over there. Um, he got he got knocked out by him too. Um, so yeah, I mean, what's his best win? Um, so Sato in his last fight, so Sato's definitely you know passed it. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, Bar- Barrasso, but that's the thing. Like. He was like I think Barrasso, if I don't if I remember correctly, I think Barrasso was actually a favorite against uh Anthony Crolla. Uh I know he had beaten uh actually let me look, I know Kevin Mitchell, but there was somebody else. Oh yeah, Irie Ira Terry before that, that's right. That was two thousand sixteen, uh the uh Krola fight. That was like an upset. That all of a sudden Krola got really popular and ended up getting a Lenares fight. And uh, Lomachenko fight. But, yeah, I don't think Roley's going to have a problem here. I think he'll knock him out. Well, he may have a minor problem, but I don't think it's going to be, you know, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. 
Now, Omar Juarez um, is fighting Bartholomew, okay? Juarez, uh, within contender range, um, you know, off of a pretty good performance in his last fight, I thought, uh, besides um, the low blows, if I remember correctly. What was there, two or three of them against Austin Dulay? Um Pretty sure that was the case. Correctly, um, <laughs> but you know he beat Ryan Carl. After that, Ali Rivera, which is an upset. Um, you know they they just brought him back slowly, and and, and you know Rancis Bartholomew. It, it's kind of interesting because I remember you know way back when when he fought um, when he fought Mendez. And the reason why I remember that so much is because it was here in Minneapolis. It was at the, the Target Center where the, uh, the Timberwolves play. And remember, uh, Mendez, he knocked down Mendez a couple times, I think two, maybe three. Uh, but it got turned to a no decision because he hit him. It was after the bell, right? I think it was after the bell. Now, you know, in the rematch, you know, he, uh, although he lost some points for low blows, so this could be a low blow what the fuck's going on type thing. Um, but he didn't come across as like an overly boring fighter. Um, and he got some solid wins. Speaking of Salcedo, Fernando David Salcedo in 2014, uh, Antonio DeMarco, which DeMarco, uh, you know, I wouldn't say he was necessarily his prime then, but he really, you know, he, um, he did his thing. Bartholomew is a rough fighter. That's for damn sure. Uh, he beat Shabakov. That's actually how I think he won his belt. Mickey Bay Jr. too. That was a tight fight. Um, but then it all – so he was <clears throat> kind of – I don't know. I do remember people saying that he – you know, he's not like your average Cuban fighter. He is trying to – I'm not going to say take your head off. But, you know, he's not out there just boxing. But once he ran into Relic. Excuse me, Relic. That's when. First of all, I thought he got, I thought he got a gift, and then he ended up losing it clearly the second time around. But I didn't think he had any business winning that fight in the first fight, and I'm glad that he got the rematch there. Um, but then that Robert Easter Jr. fight in 2019, that shit was so fucking slow. Funny enough, the Rivera dude. Uh, um, Al Rivera, he beat him uh, in his very next fight. That was a, a, a drive. Forgot about that. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't know what we're going to do here. I, I'll say this it, against Gary Antoine Russell, he actually fought a, a damn good fight. You know, I wish they wouldn't have, I wish that wouldn't have ended the way it did. Um, I thought it was an early stoppage, but you know, hopefully now that he's in a different stage of his career that he knows, Hey, I gotta, I gotta do my thing. And so this could be a rough and tumble fight. Just not even knowing it. I mean, both these guys, you know, will, will hit low if they need to do what they got to do. Um, so I just think as far as that fringe contender range, um, you know, I think that's where I'd put – I just think it's a real fight, you know? I think it's a real fight. I really do. I don't think this is some kind of shitty fight. 
Um, you know, I just don't. I don't think it is a bad fight, uh, to be honest with you. I, I just don't. I, I don't see this as some shitty-ass fight. I, I don't mind this at all. I think it's, uh, you know, like I said, a real a real test. I, I definitely think it's a test. So who am I picking? Man, I should check out the odds on this. This has got to be really close, too. See, I'm telling you, man, there, there's some close fights, whether, you know, whatever style they're fought at. There's some close fights on this card. Uh, Bartholomew, yeah, I knew he'd be the favorite, but plus 160, plus 170, 170 is the highest. Omar Juarez, do you pick it? I might take a waiver out on that, but I'm going to pick Rancis Bartholomew. I just hope we see um, the guy we saw, and I know he lost to Russell, but he was just showed more life, you know? It wasn't such a slow-ass fight, but it's a real fight for Omar Juarez. I mean... Dude doesn't have a ton of fights, you know. He's not. They're not just you know babying him or nothing like that. Dude's only. This is only like a 16th fight. He's 14 and one, and Juarez at times, you know, has shown some skill, and shown like the Willie Shaw and Dakota Linger as as a prospect. I'm not trying to say all oh, those are huge wins, nothing like that, but um. You know, he had a really tight fight with Ryan Carl. He's kind of up and down. He's kind of up and down. Um, I'm going to go with Bartholomew, but I got to admit, I'm eyeballing some some of that 170. Did I say 170? Is that the highest? I'm eyeballing that 170, but I'll pick Bartholomew by decision. And I wouldn't doubt if both of them get low blow deducted. Yeah, that's just that's just what I'm going with. And then uh, the other card, which I, or the other uh, not the card, but the other fight, uh, Akhmadov. I really like him as a fighter, dude. He's a fun fighter to watch. I mean, that Barrios fight that he had was all action. That was a fun ass fight. Um, that was on the uh, what was that was wasn't that on the uh, that was on the, the Spence Porter, I believe. That was a damn good fight. Uh, you know, Akhmadov got knocked down twice early, like third or fourth round in the last round, I believe. Um, he's just a fun-ass fight. Shit, I forgot he fought Mendez. <laughs> but Pueyu had a tight fight with him, competitive fight with him, and that's who uh, he got beat by, is Alberto Pueyu. Um So the writing on the wall here, you know, is Akhmadov or Akhmadov and then Sims. Whoever wins this probably has a shot at Roley. Now, you know, I, I realize I just read that news of, you know, he has to fight O'Hara in this amount of time, but if they gave O'Hara a little step aside money, he might be stepping to the side, if that makes sense. Now, Kenneth Sims Jr., and that's what I like about this, he can do some stuff on the outside, right? He definitely can. Uh, fuck, probably good five years was in 2018, I believe. He did lose a very close uh, decision to Montana Love. That kind of, um, you know, was a big step for Montana Love, obviously. But it was back-to-back, wasn't it? Yeah, it was back-to-back, a, a, a loss, then a draw. Yeah, that's right, because he lost to uh, Rolando Kenia. Um 
you know, and that was early in his career. Shit, it's still somewhat early in his career. Um, you know, he hasn't – obviously the biggest thing was the Elvis Rodriguez win. That was something that all of a sudden it was like, oh, shit, okay, we're good. Um, funny that Elvis Rodriguez and him are now fighting on a, a different platform, and who knows, maybe they'd have a rematch. You know, that That's a possibility. It was a competitive fight, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all – Come forward, all action type dude, because uh, that's what Akhmadov brings. Like I said, Barrios was losing rounds, and then he'd knock him down, and he'd do well. And then Akhmadov would start to win rounds again, and then he'd knock him down, you know? So I think this has got a, shot, a chance to be a banger, um, like a rough and tumble one in that other fight, because both guys are willing to stretch the rules. This one, and Akhmadov does leap with his head sometimes, but I really want to see where Kenneth Smith Jr. is right now. You know, he has two losses, he has a draw, um, but he's just been kind of, uh, you know, he fought twice last year, fought twice the year before. One of them, obviously, was that, that big win against Elvis Rodriguez. So, this is a huge stepping stone for him. That was on the Taylor Ramirez, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that would line up with the date. Yep. God, that's already been almost two years since that fight. God, it doesn't seem like that long. Anyway, I like Agmadov to win this fight, but man, I uh, I really want to see what you know Kenneth Sims Jr. has in this fight. This is a big, big fight for him. It's been Rodriguez. So that's the – I'd pick Sims, right? And I'm going to go over what the odds are now. I checked it a little bit ago. Um, Akhmadov is actually – I mean, plus 120 is the highest, plus 100, plus 108. I mean, these are basically – minus 150 is the top I've seen for Kenneth Smith Jr. So this is a 50-50 fight. I feel like Akhmadov is going to break through, whereas Kenneth Smith Jr. was able to – it's just two different styles. Like that Rodriguez win is a very solid win, and, I, and I'm kind of hoping he builds on it. Uh, I like people – I like watching fighters take some – well, I think they're both in the same boat where they're taking some L's, and they come back and kind of re, you know, resurrect their career. So, fuck, this is a tight fight. I wouldn't doubt if just outskilling, outmaneuvering, outworking. Well, I don't know about the outwork, but the, the cleaner punches, the cleaner two-punch combos, I would definitely favor um, Kenneth Smith Jr. or Sims. Did I, have I been saying fucking Smith this whole time? Sorry, I really got to stay out of the DMs, dude. I get distracted. I apologize. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Akhmadov, but, man, I, I feel like that's going to be a banging fight, dude. That's going to be a banger, a banger. All right, um, so that's it for for that. Um, let's see. So one of the biggest things is Regis Progress signing with um, with uh, DAZN, or Matchroom in DAZN, um, which – some people are, you know, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of, huh, I wonder why he did this, 
right? I wonder why he did that, right? Because, I don't know, he talks about big names, right? Talks about Ryan Garcia. Well, right, you know, Regis does have a belt, and Regis is on the zone now for three fights. So I think that's a possibility. I just don't know if Golden Boy would – that's sure not going to be the first fight back, you know? And I'm not saying that Garcia's afraid of him. Regis is a very dangerous fucking fighter to put in right after fighting Tank. You know, um, let him fight at the full 140 limit, right? Because he had been doing little catch weights uh, his last two fights. Let him fight there, get a fight in before you're going to fight Regis, you know. Uh, But he, he mentioned Gervonta, Regis, all these people, Taylor. So he said, I want the big fight, then I want to clean up the division. And it's like, well, why the fuck did you sign the bathroom then? What are you talking about, you know? And then it's like, well, he can go to the zone and still get the Gervonta fight or Haney fight. Well, yeah, maybe Devin Haney signs with the zone in matchroom after. Well, then that's a perfect fit, you know. I don't know what he's going to do. He's probably going to take, he's probably going to take, you know, obviously Devin has to fucking win the fight against Lomachenko, then he's free with his contract, and he can, he's going to sign with somebody, I'd assume, whether it's a three or five fight deal or whatever, but, you know, I'm assuming maybe he'll re-up with top rank and look for Shakur at some point. I don't think he'll do that, Uh, but you never know. Maybe he'll sign, you know, and get the Regis fight, and that'd be a big fight for him at 140. But my thing is, if you're going to, like I said earlier with the Taylor thing, it's like, so Taylor did say he had one fight left, and then he's a free agent. So, and he may go to 147. Okay, you know, or, I'm sorry, Ramirez. Ramirez is a, has said he had one fight, and I left with left with this deal, and I haven't seen him. I haven't seen pushback from that yet. So my understanding right now, unless I see a credible source say other. But the sources that I've listened to say that it, it, he does, there's a pretty good chance he only has one. So Regis saying that, okay, that makes sense. Um, and then Josh Taylor, that's the fight he said he always wants again. And that, that's for lineal. Now, obviously, Josh Taylor needs to get to his fight with Tia Fimo. That's not an easy fight. And, and obviously, Regis needs to not be injured or get through his fight too, right? But... It just seems like – and then he says on paper it was more lucrative per fight for to, to sign with ESPN, but he thinks that, you know, a big fight that he'll get with uh, – and maybe that's where he thinks Ryan Garcia, that he'll make up for it by just fighting Matt or maybe if Haney came over. Okay, maybe, maybe, but if you were going to get more money – this is his words, Regis – to fight those names, it's weird, dude, to sign with Matchroom at that point. So Ramirez, he doesn't think he'll get the fight, plus there's only one fight. Um, Taylor, he said he's probably going to go to 47. Um, Teofimo's there, obviously. So I, I don't know. I mean, I hear what he's saying to an extent, you know? But, like, okay, so what's Hitchinson, as long as he gets by, supposedly, coming up Montana Love? What fight is that going to do for your your shit, though? Not that much. It's a quality fight. I think it's a good fight. 
But here's the thing. Sabriel Matias, if, if Matchroom's able to bring in Sabriel Matias, that's a fucking banger, like I said earlier. And I've always said when I hear that, that is a banger fight. The style of that fight, that shit is so fun. But, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play you the Mannix fight with Eddie Hearn, or not the fight, but Mannix interview, Chris Mannix on the zone with Eddie Hearn sitting right there. By the way, 90 seconds left, 646-381-4990 for those listening to the browser. Pick up your phone, 646-381-4990. You can Skype it, too. Um, now, if he was able to get the Matias fight, sign me the fuck up. That's awesome. And, and then so you'd have this fight. Maybe he had uh, Catterall and then Matias. But the thing about it is the way he said it, though, he said, well, I'd have this fight which is going to be in New Orleans, where the uh, New Orleans Pelicans play in the NBA arena against uh, whatever fight. A guy that was highly ranked in the sanctions belt, right? And then he said he'd have another fight, and then he'd fight Matias. So it's like, well, wait a second. You're going to sign a three-fight deal, and you've got to fight two dudes, and then fight Matias? It's just weird. And not only that, but is Matchroom and DAZN going to be down for that? Okay, because he's like, then I'll be a free agent. Well, hold on. Why would you? Why would we let you fight Matias the last fight? Now there could be some options when it comes to that. Maybe he'd be down to sign that. I don't know. But just the way he describes it, it's like, so you're gonna. The way he said it is like uh, two okay fights and then a big fight. I don't know if DAZN's going to be on page for that because it was like well hold on why the hell would we sign you sign Matisse just to wait two fights but this is what he said okay this is his words not mine okay first what's the end game for you what's the big fight out there on the horizon that you hope to get um you know first off I want to get a lot of big fights I think Ryan Ryan Garcia maybe Javante Davis um and then after that, after I get some big fights, I want to clean up the division. Clean up the division. I, I do want to be undisputed by the time it's all said and done. Now, Javante Davis, Ryan Garcia, really aiming low there, Regis, going for the, the low. Well, well, hold on, wait. Well, me and Javante, we had some words. Ryan said he wants to fight me, you know, so you, you're right. Maybe, let, me, let me stop picking on the small guys. So, um, Josh Taylor rematch, definitely want that. Uh, who else has a belt? I think Roley might. Matias. I think, you know, something might happen with Matias. I definitely want that fight. So, um, yeah, I, I, I want to get some big fights and then become undisputed. See what I mean? Now, this is his words. Now, right after, he said, I changed my mind. You know, right after, he said, I changed my mind. Uh, actually, I don't mean that. You know, so it's – and I'm not – he said it on Twitter because there was a, you know, there was a they, – they put it out there and he was like – Wait a second. What? After he's like, well, actually, I changed my mind. I want this, you know. And like I said, I've always liked him as a fighter. Some of his, uh, you know, some of his, I don't know, some of his decisions have been a little funky. But he did talk about it from ringside views uh, about the match room and why he didn't side with top rank and all that. Um, and he he actually is the one that said that you know. I didn't, uh, like, that was a more lucrative, but he feels like the fights he can get there, there'll be a lucrative fight in there that overall I'll make more money. So there's a potential, I guess, of pay-per-view numbers or something like that. But 
when you talk about Josh Taylor and Gervonta, do you really think you're going to get those fights on the zone, though? Come on, dude. You know, I just don't think. I just don't. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, like I said, if they could get Matias, hooey. That would be bomb, dude. But it was it was kind of funky how he was like, actually, forget what I said. You know, like, I don't know, man. Uh, but he is fighting um, coming up here. So it's a three-fight deal. Um, and, he, and he is. By the way, Boatsy won, too. Someone mentioned that. Boatsy won. You know, great. You know, see who else he's going to fight here. Some other stuff. We need some other stuff. Oh yeah, in the news, a couple things. One of them got a lot more attention for obvious reasons. Um, but Gervonta Davis did get sentenced to 90 days house arrest and 200 uh, hours of community service. He pleaded guilty to that hit and run accident. Some people thought he'd go away for six months. Some people thought. He's not going to go, blah, 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 blah. It is what it is. Um, And then also, um, a Florida State um, court jury uh, on last Friday found uh, Shakur liable for 60,000 in damages from that 2018 Miami Beach parking lot brawl. Remember? Remember that one? Um, So, so yeah, you know, those are two uh, off the court stuff, I guess you could say, or off outside the uh, outside the ring. Let's put it that way. Um, speaking of Ryan Garcia, we talked about him a little bit. IFL TV Eddie Hearn has revealed that he's heard rumors, which is funny because it's like, hey, you're at the zone, and Golden Boy does business with the zone, so you could actually find out rather than hearing rumors. But he said he's heard rumors that Ryan Garcia is now a free agent. I don't know. People are telling me Ryan Garcia is a free agent. If he is, I'd love to talk to him. That's a question for Golden Boy if he's a free agent. It's like, well, okay. So, you know. (laughs) Um, As far as the Gervonta Davis stuff, you know, people do pick and choose, especially when we're talking about legends, you know. Uh, Carlos Monzon and um, uh, Gotti. I mean, there's there's a lot of Oscar De La Hoya, Floyd Mayweather. There's a lot of people's stuff, you know. Um, there's a lot of people in the Hall of Fame right now that you could go and be like, oh, what the fuck, dude? You know, so I'm just saying. I mean, Daniel Kinahan barely got talked about <laughs> You know, if we're being honest. Uh, So, I don't know, man. You know, you can pick and choose which which one you're pissed about and which one when when someone fucked up. Now, I think, I'll say this. I hope that this type of shit does, you know, is good. Hopefully, he can learn from this. Hopefully, you know, especially being in there with his coach and mentor. Um, and by the way, he does say Tia Fimo, and this is ringside reporter Joe Abib, and I've seen this in other places, that Bob Arum says Tia Fimo has two years on his contract left. And he also says that the Fury Zhang is 
it's being close to being finalized. I don't know. I'm not sure if that's true or not. We hear we hear a lot. We hear a lot, dude. <laughs> right? We hear a lot. Um. Oh yeah, Jay Harris got a nice win over Tommy Frank. That was a, definitely a brutal fight. Didn't score it, but I, I definitely, you know, definitely checked it out. Good shit. Definitely some good shit there. Um, what else do we got? Oh, so Richard Hitchinson, this is Coppinger. Keith Conley tells ESPN that 140-pound contender will return July 15th. And that fight could take place versus Montana Love. So we'll see where that goes. We will see where that goes. Um, oh, yeah, and then Spence, right? Spence had a conversation, you know, with uh, actually on the phone. We know that they've been talking, uh, but he says, uh, and we're talking about Crawford. He said, "We, you know, I'm a man of my word. I'm not trying to fight anybody because he said I could have already fought Thurman by now. But, I'm not, you know, I'm not wanting to fight anybody else uh, but Crawford. Me and Crawford were talking directly. We were on the phone for like 30, 40 minutes. It went well. Our teams are still negotiating. It's going very well. He even said that they had a conversation after, you know, after they talked about some shit. Like their people talked about something, then they had a conversation, right? So I'm not going to get my hopes up because – because I'm just in that mode, you know. I'm just I'm just in that mode. Just sometimes, as a boxing fan, uh, you got to get in that mode. Got to get in that mode. You, you can't uh, you can't freak out, you know. And just every little thing. Oh my God, that means it's happening. Now I'm not saying there's no way it's not going to happen. You know, I'm not saying that. That's for sure. I'm not saying that. Um, but. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, if they can get that fight together, my God. Arnold Barboza, who is manager, suspect, by the way, I got some shit I need to clear up. Any boxing outlets reach out. I'm done being quiet. I'm going to speak my mind and expose all. He said that tonight. Um, yeah, Roly, special Roly privileges. Yep, when you got a little bit of a name, that's how it happens. That's, that's how it happens. Yeah, this is D-Style um, on Twitter. Jamel wants to do Undisputed versus Undisputed at 160 for Canelo, LOL. I thought we haven't gotten the Tim Zhu fight because you're still injured. Aren't you treating an injury? Strip this dude already. He's ready to fight Canelo, but too injured to fight Tim. Make it make sense. And it's like, dude. He's talk, it's run-of-the-mill talking shit. Now, I think he'd fight Canelo if it was offered to him, but I don't think Canelo would come down to 160. But So you're saying strip him because he talks shit on Twitter? <laughs> like, it's, it's just stupid. Uh, Eduardo Nunez, speaking of Eddie Hearn promotional, uh, this is, I think he's a featherweight, correct? If I, don't, if I remember correctly. He just signed him. Is he a 130 or I think he's one? Maybe I'm wrong on that. Huh. Um, this is Chris Mannix. If you look at from the first Golovkin fight to Caleb uh, Plant being P 
Pete Canelo, I would call that an A-plus fighter. The fighter I saw versus John Ryder is probably a B. Yeah, I think that's right. I think he already hit his peak, and I think he's coming down. This is a truth over narrative. What if the zone got Matias and Haney uh, if he beats Loma, obviously? So they'd have Regis, Haney, uh, Matias, Hitchinson, uh, Spark, Catterall. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good. That'd be very good. That would be dope. I would take that. Um, also, July 15th, along with that Richard Hitchinson in, uh, in Montana Love, the main event, we don't know who, but Alicia Baumgartner will be in that. So that's going to be in Detroit. So that's pretty cool that it would be in Detroit. Shots out to them. Oh, and then I mentioned Carlos uh, Ocampo has a fight with Tim Zhu June 18th. It's in Australia. Um, Aleem and Goodman, tighter eliminator. I'm glad that uh, Aleem's got at least some sort of shake-it-up type title eliminator type thing. Um so no limit boxing confirmed that Australia's Tim Zhu will take his second interim fight. He's scheduled to fight Carlos Ocampo. Um, so June 17th, um, you know, why he waits for Jermel to heal. Okay. And uh, on the undercard, like I said, you know, I, I, I like the fights that are on that undercard. I think those are good fights on that undercard. Um, and I do like, uh, you know, I do like what I see. Okay, so somebody sent me, is this the worst? Oh, yeah, this is uh, Calix Boxing, another guy I used to do a show with him over a decade ago. Is this the worst championship boxing main event of all time? He's talking about this weekend. I don't think it's the worst one of all time, but I don't like it. Um, but he says, the weasel, Espinosa and Al, what the fuck did the Weasel and Al do to this once beautiful network? <laughs> I mean, oh. Meanwhile, what the fuck's on ESPN main event? A bigger mismatch. I mean, who gives a fuck? Belts are belts. Rankings are rankings. You know, call a spade a spade. That's even a bigger mismatch. You know, I think they're bullshitty. But to act like Espinosa and Al ruined Showtime. I got news for you. Showtime's put out the best fights so far this year. And if they're able to close Spence and Crawford, we'll see who Gervonta fights next. Kim Zoo and Charlo, that's undisputed. If they have two undisputed fights, you know, they're going to have the network of the year. Now, in 2021, I gave Showtime the network of the year, PBC. Last year, Showtime had the best first six months, but then late summer and in the fall they closed strong uh in december but they it was too light it was too light there and it had too many bullshit main events like mediocre events right now i always give pbc and showtime the credit for undercard fights because they generally speaking on average have the best undercard fights right but i i gave it to the zone for quote unquote platform i guess we just we shouldn't just call it network anymore because of streaming services right but you know i gave it to the zone last year because i thought they were overall they had an overall better year consistency first six months hands down showtime well here we are showtime has the best year so far we'll see what other fights they come up with let's see 
Like I said, like I said, if they get Spence and Crawford, if capital I, capital F, you know, if, then what the fuck, dude? <laughs> you know, they're they're already gonna have an undisputed fight too with Tim Zoo and Charlo. If Gervonta fights Isak Cruz or Frank Martin or whoever the fuck, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But to sit there and say that they've ruined this this once beautiful network. Oh, my God. Are you fucking out of your mind? Like, since Espinosa and Al have been doing business, because remember, it was all good when it was Golden Boy there the first year or two, right? Right? From 2000, what, 12, 13? in some of 14 until that went, you know, left. It was all good. Showtime was popping the fuck off, right? Because Oscar was involved too. But if you look at since Espinoza took over, Showtime's, their budget went up, their fights were better. What the fuck are you talking about? Now in 2015 and 2019, did they have down years? Fuck yeah, they did. Now, did that have something to do with the PBC and network stuff? Well, yeah, obviously. Right? The 2015 was the first year they launched with all those, you know, uh, buy-ins or not buy time buys. <laughs> buy-ins. Well, I guess they bought it. So, yeah, they had a down year, but 2016, 17, 18, Showtime was popping off. Short-term memory, I guess. You know? 2019, the first year of the Fox deal. Yeah, Showtime had a bad year. No doubt. But two bad years out of, since, like, 2010, 2009, like, come on, dude, this is just so stupid. So Espinosa and Al ruined the, the network that has the best fights. And by the way, the zone doesn't have the best schedule as it stands right now. ESPN does. They're about to have Haney and Lomachenko. The next week they got, or the, ne- the next month, excuse me, they got fucking uh, Josh Taylor and Tiafima Lopez. And then their ESPN Plus really helps them out. They got a good fight from overseas in May, right? It's a good fight. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying the zone doesn't have good fights. Uh, they're actually – not that ESPN and top rank should get credit for the Fulton anyway because they weren't in the negotiations. Remember, top rank has prom- – when, when he, they have a promotional deal – that when he when Inoue fights in the states, then then they can promote him. But it gave them the in on having this fight on ESPN Plus, so it's a good deal for them. But Top Rank hasn't promoted Inoue like at a high level. You know that 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 brand over there and what they do at the you know box office doing ten million dollar gates in Japan. That's who's making the money. I give credit to the fighters. Because they made a, you know, Fulton is with PBC and Showtime. He's going overseas. I give credit to the fighters. You can't give. Now, is it a good pickup for ESPN Plus? Yeah, it definitely is. Fuck yeah, it is. So that adds to some of their fights. But I wouldn't give top ranking ESPN credit for that fight because how can you give? They're not promoting it, and they they weren't involved in the negotiations. So how the fuck could you give credit for it? But hey, that's going to be on ESPN Plus. That's a banging fucking fight so I, it's just so funny you know it's just so funny so Showtime's just garbage now because Al's there <laughs> and, and because uh, you know what's his tell called him a rat so we're just gonna it's a rat you know it's, it's 
all it's all he's a rat because uh McGregor said he's a rat, so I'm just gonna go there. Um by the way, this is Coppinger, more news. Uh Charles Conway manager Mark Habibi of Wise All Boxing tells ESPN uh they've petitioned the WBC to order a mandatory fight against interim champ Brandon Men- Mendoza, who's coming off the you know the upset over Fundora. Uh, the Jermel Charlo is set to defend the WBC title versus Tim Zhu this year, uh, later this year. And Tim Zhu actually said that they're literally finalizing a date. So Charlo will be healed, and they'll have a goddamn fight, okay? Andy Cruz, the Cuban standout, is actually going to be trained by Bozzy Ennis. I did not that, – that, that kind of threw me for a loop. Of course, I don't know a ton about him. Um, but yeah, that's a nice signing. That's a really good signing. I, also in that IFL TV, Eddie Hearn says uh, he declared he wants to make Andy Cruz and Keyshawn Davis as the pro debut. Pair fought four times as amateurs. Cruz winning all four. Hearn insists that he's a insist insists that he's a million percent serious about it. Although he said it'd be a difficult fight. I'd put him in right with Gervonta. We're starting to see. See, this is what promoters do. And Eddie's a good promoter like this, for this reason. Now, he can talk shit. He can talk his way out of fights. He can, uh, you know, do some stupid shit. But he is a good talker. I don't care what you fucking say. He is a good talker. So he, this is what they do. This is the, what you do. You put him in the same sentence. Bob Aaron, right? What they do. They, they they say, oh, you know, for Lomachenko, right? They skipped the four kings from the 80s. Skipped Floyd, skipped Oscar, Trinidad, skipped Roy Jones, Pernell Whitaker, skipped all those those great fighters and went right to Ali when he brought up Lomachenko. Because, you know, he, he uh, was, that's where he got to start promoting, actually. So it, that's just what they do. I'll say this. It's a good signing. Andy Cruz, but um, I still got to see this fight. Or, I mean, sorry, I still got to see him fight and develop as a pro. Because if you think that it's just a done deal, now, like I said, his pedigree's nuts. It is. It is. I think he's, uh, he's 27 years old. He's turning 28. I think later this summer, if I remember correctly, I did check this out. The dude won Olympic gold in 2020. We saw the fight with him and and Keyshawn in that one. Um, That's the one where where Snoop and Kevin Hart are saying some shit like, hey, dude, you can't be saying I'm ready for the takeover when old boy just beat you and he's doing pop locking behind you. That was kind of funny. But, I mean, the dude won two gold medals at the Pan American, three gold medals at the uh, World Champions, the AIBA. Like, this motherfucker has pedigree. He's like 5'6 at lightweight, right? But when you actually – I think you can't just watch highlights, okay? And, in fact, I'm going to go back to my guy, Boxing Jim. Go watch his uh, little clips, a couple clips. He makes – now, it's an amateur style. So the shit – you know what I mean? It happens. You do have to, uh, you know, you do have to do your thing. 
you do have to do your thing. You have to you have to figure it out. Like you got to do your thing and, and fight a certain way in the amateurs, even though we're starting to see some changes. You still got to win the rounds, and there are not many rounds, right? But when you look at this guy, and I'll say this: when Keyshawn was saying, turning punches over, his footwork, like he does a lot of flashy shit that looks great, especially in the amateurs. But he. I wouldn't go put him in there with someone tough in their first fight. Like he said, I'm willing to make the Javante fight right now. I think that's a big mistake. Now, I don't think he's going to. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm not just giving this guy, you know, I'll give him his flowers, you know, flowers. But, like in the amateurs, obviously, the guy deserves, you know, a ton from the amateurs. But, you know, if you've seen full fights, he has a ton to work on, which is okay. You know, it's okay. The dude's just turning pro. Yeah, in August, he's going to be 28. So he has time, but it's, you know, time's okay. This is nuts. You know, a lot of these guys, it happens where they, you know, where this, it just takes, you know, they get in the amateurs a little later. He did beat Keyshawn, like we said, four times. He beat Elvin Rodriguez. Shit, he beat him like four times at least. He beat, uh, uh, God, Sibby Boxing had a tweet. There are five times. There we go. Five times he beat Hector, uh, Hector Garcia as well. The dude is on point. Like I said, his pedigree is, is there. Bawazi fought. Hopefully, he says, I'm, I'm, welcoming, I'm welcoming in all, this is Sky Sports Boxing, in all London showdown with Yard. That would be a nice fight. Make that fucking fight. How about that? How about that? Um, but, yeah, the Cruz thing, I would slow down. You know, I would slow down a little bit, okay? I would slow down a little bit. Like, don't, just calm down a little bit. This guy does need develop still. When you watch a full fight, you'll see what I mean. When you watch a full fight, like I said, I think Boxing Jim, the way he, he's a very knowledgeable guy, the way he, you know, the way he describes it, and, and you could already see, you know, that little shit. It's like, hmm. By the way, Joe Joyce did officially, um, exercises rematch clause for Zhang. So does that mean that Zhang shits off? I don't know. We'll see. So, oh, by the way, Liam Smith suffered injury, forced to postpone rematch with Chris Eubank Jr. Can't say that I'm totally sad about that or something like that, you know? Can't say that I am. Connor Ben is targeted for June 17th. Greater than 50 chance, 50% chance, says Hearn. This is a boxing scene. Sean Nam. Um, he's not from Nam. Just kidding. That, that's a war joke. Nam is really, but some, some of those guys call it Nam. I was there in Nam. Um, that's just a joke, though. Um, so he said, uh, you know, he brought up Adu, uh, Abu Dhabi. Uh, now, Ben also said, hey, you know, I didn't mean to, like, say I'd never fight, in, in, you know, in England. 
But uh, Sean Nam went on fighting on June 17th, Regis Progray in Louisiana. Uh, would be convenient for Connor Ben. Louisiana is currently not part of the ABC, which is the Association of Boxing Commission, as it is not paid its dues. The ABC put Ben on their suspension list earlier. And uh, Box Red Gray, great follow, very knowledgeable. Holy shit. There's a handful of commissions that don't cooperate with the ABC. They don't show up to the annual conventions and vote on policies where Ben could fight in theory. So that is something that, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really give a shit. I'll be honest with you. Uh, by the way, he did have an update. Uh, uh, update, update. I gotta really stop looking at my fucking DMs. Was told as earlier, or as of earlier this afternoon, that the Louisiana Commission has not yet received a bout sheet. June seventeenth show in New Orleans. Moreover, the topic for Connor Ben has thus far not surfaced in communications between the commission and the promoter. That's great reporting. All right, low boxing Twitter. Then we'll get the fuck out of here. Uh, Adam from SN Boxing Quality uh, follow, obviously. I think Lara Garcia, I don't know if that will be the correct opinion or not, but both guys will throw hard shots. Oh, he said, I kind of like it. Both guys will take them, don't mind at all, won't be one of those high volumes, though. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Uh, you know, I think that there could be some hard shots, but it is what it is. I just, I just know that that's a good money fight for Lara and at the Barclays. That's where it's rumored to be. They'll sell tickets. Uh, Blue collar boxing. I swear, boxing Twitter tries to try so hard to ruin this sport for me. We are all people that appreciate all of the guys. I like Tank. I like Canelo. I like Haney. I like Loma. Not a fan of Tino Tio because. He seems to like a helmet, <laughs> but watch all his fights and look forward to them. Yeah, I mean, boxing Twitter is a weird place. Akhmadov, Smith, or Sims could play out as a quantity versus quality type fight. I think the judges will be very important in that one. That's a great tweet. That's Adam again. That might be in my article. That's, that's a really great, uh, that's a great way to put it. Great. He does that a lot. He puts things uh, in their place. By the way, a platform a platform combining Hulu and Disney Plus will launch by the end of this year. We already have the Discovery HBO coming together, just calling it Max. We have this one. We have the Showtime Paramount. But this only means Showtime Boxing is going out of business because when the rest stuff happens, it has nothing to do with it. It's all good. It's healthy. It's just funny. A lot of people thought now that Showtime is on Paramount that that means uh, Showtime's doing horrible and they're just bad and everything's bad. Um, what else we got? I think that's about it. I think we'll I think we'll leave it there. Now let's hope that well shit. Let's hope the main events pop off. But just in general, let's hope. Oh okay. One more. So Tiafimo Lopez, this is what he said about Vasily Lomachenko and Devin Haney. I think I got Lomachenko winning this fight. The only reason why I say is just the punch IQ that this man throws and what he does. He'll get you tired even though Devin Haney has conditioning for it. You've got to commit 
can't just you can't play defense with Loma. You can't play defense with Loma. You can't. You gotta attack by all means necessary, and I don't think Devin has got that dog in him. That's what that's what he said. Not, I didn't say it, but that's what he said. So yeah, I think that I think that'll do it. I think that we're good there. We're, we're definitely good. But yeah, I do. I I think that. I really think that uh, Spark and Soro, they, I think they got, I definitely think they got robbed. I definitely think they got robbed this year, or the, you know, last week. I, I really. Okay, think. this is uh, Danny, Danny the Boxing Man. Eddie Hearn, if we can't make the Dimitri Bivol fight, then Canelo will defend in August against someone else. Why the fuck would he defend in August? Why would he defend in September? Why wouldn't he fight Mexican Independence Weekend? But he says, whether it's Benavidez, uh, whether all of a sudden Berlanga looks great against Quigley and maybe another win. So you're telling me... (laughs) So you're telling me he could fight Berlanga if Berlanga looks good against Quigley and maybe he has another win. (laughs) Like, what? But then Benavidez needs to fight Charlo and Morrell and all these people just to earn the fight. Berlanga is fighting late June. You think he's going to have another fight before August and then fight Canelo? And why the fuck is Canelo – is that is that true? I mean, hey, maybe Canelo wants that. Uh, maybe he wants that fight in August. You know, if that's up to him, cool. That's on him. That's on him. But I just, it's like, huh? What? Like, I don't get, like, why Why would he fight then? Oh, this is this is the tweet I was talking about for Regis Progress. After that, that video that he made, the clip that I showed, above it he said, I take it back. I'm not fighting any 135-pounders. The goal is to grab all the belts at 140, where only one belt is over there. It's just weird. But, hey, I hope, I really hope, man, I really hope that uh, Matias signs there. Then, you know. Okay, this is it. One more, and then I'm done. God damn, this is um, – They signed to the zoner ESPN top ranked and immediately call out PBC and claim that they'll they're being avoided or ducked. It's the same promotional formula. Seen it with Farmer, Crawford, Andre, Haney, Zenebeck, or Zenebeck, Keyshawn, Regis. I mean there is some of that. You know, you sign up for something, then you say, I want that fight, I want that fight. Why the fuck didn't you sign with top ranked then? You know? Oh here we go. We're gonna end on Adrian Delgado, and I mean it. He's a great follow. I've said this before, but I, this will be the last uh, Twitter segment tweet, and then we're done with the show. Canelo's skill skills will always be there. It's the inability to effortlessly, effortlessly pull the trigger like he once did that starts showing up more consistently. The trifecta of skills, mental processing, and physical performance are not in sync anymore. I mean, damn. That sums it up, dude. That actually sums it up. Yeah, 176 to 86. That's how Spark landed more than Galaz. I mean, that that's fucking crazy, dude. I mean, 
that's crazy. And it's not like Galaz had them all hurt on the ground or, you know what I mean? Anyway, I'm going to get out of here. Enjoy the weekend. Like I said, let's hope that one of those main events pop off. I'm not interested in either one of them, really. But I'm a boxing fan. I'm going to watch them. But we know there's some, you know, competitive, evenly matched undercard fights going on. So enjoy those. Like I said, let's just hope we get some sort of, like, a good TV scrap, good TV fight, knockout, just some shit in the main events. All right? Anyway, I'll be back next week. Peace. Once you become the world champion, I believe that you feel you have the upper hand. So now, when, as you fight, let's say you fight four or five years of straight survival, or the, the bullshit, or the whole bag, and when you become the world champion, you're like, you know what, I made it. 